Hey, you guys, what's going on? That's a good intro. It's Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It's Friday. <laughs> and it's another basically open lines. Anything you guys want to talk about, you can just drop it down in the comments section. But uh, you know what day it is. It's Friday. Time to get drunk and yep. talk about bullshit. It's the weekend. Yay. So we're going <laughs> to usher you in to the weekend, whether you have Gently. any money or not, whether you're broke or not. Whether you're staying in tonight or you're not, we're going to be here talking to you, taking you into the stars with the UFOs and the aliens, or even down into the crypts with the ghosts, or over in the damn back channel cuts and the prisons where all the damn serial killers are. You never know who might show up. Is that is that a hint that you might like do BTK in a, in a little BTK while? BTK might show up. <laughs> you you feel, don't know what I'm you happen. feeling. Then <laughs> he might show up tonight. We don't know. I might channel him <laughs> using my psychic as the channel. I thought you were practicing for your uh, ASMR channel. Uh, no, no, it's just normal. <laughs> With all of that, I'm getting them ready. I'm getting them ready today. You're getting them U- ready using the power of my voice. Oh, okay. I'm putting them in a damn catatonic state. Or, no, what would be a better word for it? Putting them in a hypnotic state. <laughs> yeah, catatonic. Yeah, probably. catatonic state, just falling asleep. <laughs> My boring ass putting you to sleep. <laughs> right. so, so go ahead and put on your headphones and take your ride back from work. Or get up underneath the covers with your headphones on, fall asleep, listening to Tom and Jenny. Yeah. Ushering in the weekend. <laughs> Gently easing you into the weekend. Yep. Zach says, Mom had to go to the hospital again. Not super serious. So I'm waiting for Dad to get back, and I'm kind of worried. Well, shit, I hope everything turns out okay. We'll put out some of that positive energy. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, you know. (laughs) That's all we can do. I need more positive energy in my life. (laughs) It is getting positive. Yeah, I know. But, you know. We'll see how things go. We'll see how things go. go. I think it's going to go good. I think so, too. But we'll see how it goes. What we're talking about is that uh, Jenny got two really good job offers. Interviews Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. One of them's closer than the other one. But the money's very good. Uh, It will affect the show. But it has to be done. we got too many damn bills to pay. We'll still be able to do Wednesday, and we'll be able to do we'll be able to do um, Friday night. Friday yeah. nights. It would just be regular daytime hours. Yeah, it wouldn't it, be. Yeah. And so it's would, not really going to affect. I wouldn't probably wouldn't be able to do as many those little reviews of yeah, yeah like recorded ones. But I'm still going to do them though. Mm-hmm. I just will probably do like fewer ones. I'll just do them like on the weekends or whatever. I just do that shit live. Well, I don't take less time. No, I don't really no. like doing um, doing the ones with just me okay. live. You know what I mean? Too much pressure on you? Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So. Probably make all kinds of super chats. By the way, super chats are active, and we also have super thanks. If you're listening to any of our old shows recorded, you can press that super thanks button, and it's like putting money in the damn jar. Like, you know, when you go to, a, when you go to those old damn bars... We had the piano man there, and he had that big old goblet, <laughs> big old glass goblet, and he threw a dollar in there so he could have some change because he's playing this beautiful music, and that's what we're playing. We're playing beautiful music tonight. 
<laughs> I guess that's subjective, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, also, I think I, I probably should have checked, but you know how fucking organized I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I activated YouTube memberships also. So I think like if you, I think it's like two ninety nine a month. There's only one tier. I didn't bother with like yeah. the shit with Patreon. I think it's two ninety nine, and you get like little. I made little badges and like little, um, little exclusive emojis that you can use if you're a member. One of which says Tom Splaining on it. Tom and it, Splaining. And it has like a little cartoon of like a little muscly guy that looks like you. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, that, what, that, that's a tip. If I'm Tom Splaining, how does that work? Well, that if somebody gets a membership, yeah. and they're in the comments or yeah. in the chat or in the chat, I think too. Yeah, it's they can use that as an emoji. Oh, okay. You All know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can. Buy, I made I made buy four of Sp- them. They, okay, they can buy a Tom. Yeah, Splaining there's emoji. a Tom Splaining one. Yeah. there's a Smell of Sanctity one. Yeah, it's like a rose. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a Pookie sighting okay. one that has like a little gray kitty face. And what was the other one? Oh, the other one was Where's That Raccoon with a little yeah. raccoon head on Eventually got to get a BTK one. Yeah, I can only do four okay. at, at once. Like, once you get more members, you can do, like, you can, like, you can you unlock more. Tom's blind ass. He can't see. He can't see. Zach says, uh, good luck tasting back, easing back into it. <laughs> tasting back into it. I know what you meant. Um, I know how annoying it'd be after not working normal job for a while. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm nervous about it, but to be honest, um... I was just getting to a point where I was just like so constantly stressed out because I was always like behind and I'm just like getting farther and farther in debt and like I'm kind of freaking out. So, you know, it might be, I don't know. I Like I said, I was looking for remote stuff, but then I was like, I got two calls from one job that's about 20 minutes away from here and one job that's about 40 minutes away. Yeah, that's a long commute. Yeah, but I've not done bad, I've though. done way longer than that. Yeah. So I'm not really all that worried about it. The only thing I'm worried about is like, well, how long my car is gonna hold up. But after I work for a few months, maybe I can like buy Just a get another car. I'll get another car. Yeah. Because my I mean, I don't wanna jinx it. My car it's a two thousand four. <laughs> yeah. It's been running good for a long time. It has. It's like yeah. it, that's been a really I think I bought it used and it was yep. like kind of shitty when we bought it for like thir- thirteen hundred dollars. I something. fixed it up. Yeah. Put a new ignition in there. New, um, you know, it was, uh, what do you call it, coil pack. Um, changed the alternator a couple a couple times. Um, changed the uh, um, tensioner belt on the front, front of the motor. Actually, it's the side of the motor on this one because it's a transverse engine. Well, it's still the front of the motor. It's just the front of the motor is pointed sideways. Um, what else did it do? Replace the um, air conditioner. That yeah. was the biggest thing that we did. That was and put new gray. tires on it, too. New tires, but that's just regular consumable. Put new tires on it, new pads. You know, that's that's just no standard shit. Um, but the, the, that was like the last generation of the old Ford Taurus. They had that bitch perfected by the time 2004 rolled around. They were too reliable. They had to pull those things. Well, and like um, I said, I don't want to jinx it, right. but we've had very little trouble with it. Yeah, 150, got about 180,000 miles on it, right? 170? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, and then the paint's starting to burn off the trunk. I mean, it looks the, like the trunk the complete hood. ass. Yeah, I'm not it looks gonna bad. Lie. <laughs> it's starting to look bad. But, it looks um, like a junker car, but yeah. it does run. It runs, it runs well. <laughs> the only thing that it does is that the the front shock towers are so old that there's uh, that there's a sag in the car, and it wears out the uh, the the uh, the, the, the center tires. parts of the ta- the tires in the yeah, center yeah, part yeah. of the tread so on the edge part. 
replace it, tires more often than you normally would. It's got a high camber, the yeah. front end. It's like that. Yeah. And uh, we, I took it to the alignment place, and they're like, no, we can't do we it. We can't do it. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, the frame, the shock towers have just sagged over the years. Right, because the car's so old. It's so old, right. So Yeah, that's it's just, almost 20 years old. Right. So that's the only thing. It's like, it's not a deal breaker. It's just that I have to replace tires more often yeah. than you normally would. Yeah. The, the only thing bad about the car by today's mo- modern standards is that it's heavy. Ford Taurus is heavy by today's standards. And uh, kind of slow. Gas mileage is just, just mediocre. Yeah, that Honda it's, Fit. It's not great. It's not terrible. Yeah, I had but a Honda Fit for a while, and like that, that, thing that was the fantastic. gas mileage was like really, really good. But it was like that was like driving a little bitty tin can. Yeah, it was like driving a tin can, but you didn't realize it how was, fast it was. It was super light. We were coming back. We were coming back from um, the castle, that uh, club down in Tampa. And I'd been drinking, and. Just having a nice calm drive and look down at my speedometer. I was going to 110 miles an hour. It's easy to do. You and the car felt it. like it was just crawling. And I was like, whoa, had to back off. The handling was fantastic. And well, and there was, was no one else on the road. Yeah, either. nobody. Yeah, I couldn't so. judge how fast I was going. And uh, it was an empty road. What, four o'clock in the morning? And um, man, that car was fast. You looked at it and it just looked like nothing. It looked like a like a fastback or a hatchback kind of economy car. That, that bitch was quick. Outrun him. Outrun I actually a Mustang. bought that car new back in yeah. 2013. It was wicked. For $13,000. I couldn't believe it. <clears throat> Jen picked it up, and I was following her in my fucking souped-up fucking Mustang. And she would just leave me in the dust. I couldn't keep up with her. And I didn't even... I wasn't even, she like, wasn't even trying, trying to speed. She didn't even try fast. She didn't just fucking take off. <laughs> I was just... Because yeah. I could, would do that, too. I'd yeah. be like, oh, whoops. <laughs> Look how fast I'm going. It was like a motorcycle, man. Super good acceleration, super good handling, and could just stop on a dime. It didn't weigh anything. I mean, I wouldn't mind having another car, having another Honda Fit or another car in that class. That's what I Because, get. like I said, if I get... Zach says, what are the jobs for? They're graphic design jobs, yeah, both of them. They're I, good jobs. I can't do fuck else. <laughs> so Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're very lucrative. Even even the, that close one, even the part-time position, which I don't think she'll get that. I think they'll give her the full-time one. Even the part-time Well, they said good. the hours were flexible, I think. Yeah. So it's like, I guess you can k- kind of pick. Or I guess it'll it'll probably have to do with how much uh, work they have yeah. and shit like that, I'd imagine. Yeah, even the, par- even the part-time, the money was significant. Well, like I said, that's Make good. Make a big difference. Because, one, I, yeah. you know, I'm caught... You know, I have, like, the big bills are paid, but it's mostly, like, my credit cards. I'm, you know, kind of yeah. behind on them. I'm not behind on them, but, you know, I'm could get behind on them if I don't make any more money. We and, lost all um, those patrons, which meant we lost $300 a month. Over, yeah. and over a few years, it just slowly declined. And you I know. definitely, and especially if I'm going to be working a job, I need yeah. another car. I'm not right. going to, I can't afford to buy a new car, plus my credit is terrible. Yeah. So there, no one's going to finance me one. She's right at the point but, where fucking two or $300 a month makes a difference, makes a big difference on her. So she's right out the edge. Sometimes she comes up short. You know, it's okay. You know, we can cover it, but it's it's rough. This would fucking be well, a game yeah, changer. Well, yeah, and like I said, it just it causes me a lot of stress. Yeah, you know what I mean. She's just on the edge of not really making it all the time. Yeah, but this would be a total game changer. Yeah, I would not have to worry anymore because she would still have basically the 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 income from the show, 
and the books and everything else Because like I said, I would does. still do that stuff. I would just yeah. have to do it like in the evenings and weekends yeah. instead of just working on it all day like I so do now. So ad revenue and books and all that shit would continue to come, but this would just be bonus money on top of that that just blows it out of the water. And it would get this place paid for a lot faster. There's a... Got to uh, get a new roof on the place, which paid the down payment for that. In a couple months, it'll they'll be down here to change it, change that roof. And that's like 15 grand. And it's all going to yeah. be factored well, in. Well, and it's like I said, home. Florida, like, uh, yeah. insur- like homeowners insurance are being real tools about... Um, yeah, having it. Having it. You have to replace your roof every, every 10, 10 years. years now. Yeah, which so, is ridiculous. They're yeah. making us... I mean, they're an insurance company. They won't take any risk. They won't run any risk on the roof. Now they want us to take all the risk and pay for everything. Well, so, yeah, that's how insurance companies work. Fucking assholes. And then, <laughs> and then that's, when, how, that's why they make more money than yeah. anybody. As soon as that shit gets done and it's up there, the next step is uh, got to start planning to replace those two outside units out there. One of them's going to go. I, I'll place the, the, the little one. And then um, maybe a year or so after that, I'll replace the other one. Because you just have to start... In Florida, you have to replace those outside units before they fail. You don't want to be without... <laughs> and fucking, they will. And they will. <laughs> and they're going to fail in the summer. Probably in August. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Because they're working hard for the summer. And uh, But this house has got good insulation compared to the old one. They don't work as hard as, they, as, as, the, as the other one did. And there's two of them out there. So they're doing... They're, they're, they're kind of covering for each other well this house is newer than the, it's, it's not nothing. that much newer but it's definitely a lot more um, better insulated yeah it's better insulated and it definitely has like more uh yeah. you know it's it's just easier to keep cool and matter yeah. of fact like this fucking office up here my office yeah. that we're in right now is above the garage and it's usually freezing cold in here yeah which is fine with me because yeah. i have a jacket but you know what i mean it's just kind of a it, it's it's an uglier house. It's not an ugly house. But I don't it think it's it, ugly. It's not an ugly house. It's, it's just not... It's not as cute as the It's other not one. flashy. It's not... The other one was it's, flashy. It's just very, like, rectangular. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot of, like, yeah. bells and whistles or, like, swag on it. The her. other one was like a damn house made out of glass. It was just windows everywhere, which was kind of refreshing, you know what I mean? It had that Florida tropical feel to it. You could see palm trees everywhere, you know, and we had a... I don't a, love that, though. I like it. Fuck yeah. outside. Looked like something out of a movie. And, and, you know, when you went down the street, it looked like something, looked like an artificial fucking, which it was, an artificial neighborhood out of Disneyland or something, you know? Just look real corporate and fucking clean. It looked like you, went, it looked like you were in the mall or something, you know? I like how it looked. Um, but the houses were close together. These, these are all spread out, and it's. Yeah, that was the only scale. thing. I didn't. I, it usually didn't bother me because our neighbors were quiet. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, like, the neighbors were, like, right. It was, like, 10 feet away. Yeah. Like, not even. And I was like, that's really weird that, like, the houses are that expensive and they put them that close yeah. together. But well, here, the houses are those. way far apart. Some people are just, especially, like, foreigners that move here. They love having those houses real close together. That's kind of what they're used to, I guess. Kind of feel like they've made it or something. You Look, we're in the neighborhood. Here, where everybody's all spread out, you know. The big houses, like this one, all are all on just under one acre, 0.9 acres. They didn't want you to have one acre, because then you'd legally be able to shoot a rifle on the fucking premises. Well, some people still do it. They anyway, still do it anyway. I hear it. Yeah, they still do it, it anyway. They're out there shooting fucking ARs and AKs, and although at the old place you were at, there was a guy who had suppressed some kind of suppressed submachine gun or some kind of suppressed or and 
some kind of suppressed pistol, or it was a submachine gun on um, semi-auto or full. But I could hear it. Pop, 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 Some kind of nine millimeter, and it was sometimes it go that full auto. But it was coming out of a real expensive farm, probably a million dollar at least farm. Remember the one with the uh, the cows and the horses and the big barn right behind the walk. Yeah. Yeah. What was that little uh, that little pathway? Where Path Kitty lived. Where Pat? Exactly. It was Path Kitty's house. Yeah. Whoever Path owned Path house. Kitty, that dude had a submachine gun. Legal. They one. had a lot of land. Yeah, a lot of land. Yeah. Dave says Big Tom from Mannequins has a Chevy Trailblazer for sale for thirty five hundred dollars. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. That's a that's a truck though. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I think I would. Guzzler. Yeah, I think I would rather have like a smaller. Yeah. I mean, I can't, like I said, I'm going to, like, save up and get a new car. My, Like I said, my my car that I have now, like, runs for yeah. now. But like I said, it's old. So I'm kind of, like, worried about how much longer it's going to last, especially if I'm commuting for work again. Yeah, she needs an economy car that a driver like her can easily handle. And I need and something that I don't have to finance yeah. because, like I said, my credit is fucked. Yeah. She's actually a good driver, but she doesn't have a lot of confidence in herself, I think. She was fucking tear-assing tear around in that fit, but she didn't realize it because that car was so easy to drive. I do have a tendency to fat. speed. Yeah, she was speed. She was tear but, You know why? Because yeah. I'm impatient. I'm yeah. just like, let's go. I got to get there. Come yeah. on. <laughs> heavier cars. I get that from my dad. Heavier cars are more challenging for, uh, for, for some, somebody like Jen. When I when I drove your um your Mustang, it was yeah. driving me crazy because yeah. it felt like I was like I had my foot all the way down on the floor and I was like go like yeah no that that, that, that fucking it's not like that fit fit that fucking gas pedal moves way down on the floor. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just it, like, why am I only going sixty miles yeah, an hour? This no. is bullshit. That that fit my had, fit, you could just go like yeah, that you and you'd be like, yeah, it's because it was. And I'd all, be like, woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Because it was all fucking real modern, you know, drive-by-wire type stuff. Oh, we got a, uh, we got a super chat. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jeffy Art. About to head to a prior engagement to support a few friends. Would much rather be hanging out with you guys. Aw. Have a few drinks on me. By the way, Tom, I'm wearing my fancy boots tonight. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. Fancy boots. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so okay. much. I wanted to tell you this, Tom, because you'll, I'm sure you'll go off on a big long thing about this. But okay. Granther says, Yeah. Mary Lynn Reichscub Yeah. Just wrote a book. Uh -huh. called Famish, uh -huh. where she talks about her lovers. Uh -huh. Names were changed. Okay. She says her first beejer ever was from a boy in high school named Dom. Any idea who <laughs> yeah, was yeah, Dom? Yeah, 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 that's me. <laughs> yeah. That's you me. heard it here first. Yeah. Man, we should be on, like, should be on, like, inside of She was cute, man. <laughs> she was cute, and she was, uh, ah. she was cute, and she was, uh, fun. Real fun. You know. She's accomplished. Yeah. Uh huh. That's really funny that she put that in the book. Yeah. You go so ahead somebody, by, yeah. So somebody's talking about you. I wonder how she rated me. <laughs> well, we, we were we were friends, you know what I mean. So we were we were in drama club together. We were. Always, I don't even know. Like giving somebody a blowjob, that's not really a rating situation. As, well, it was, I feel it like went the, both ways. the receiver would be. Would yeah, be we, we were switching up. Oh, okay. We were switching up. I was just gonna say. No, uh -uh. I just feel like the receiver in that case. No, would that be was the only rater, part of what happened. Not the giver. That's only part of what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So we'll 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 have to buy her book and figure it out. No, I don't care. Let, let, her tell, let, her, let her tell her stories. <laughs> let her tell her stories. You do so care. <laughs> uh, down, down. Graham said she also talks about French kissing Tom Cruise for forty five minutes for a scene in Magnolia that yeah. was cut from the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Forty five whole minutes. Holy crap. Well, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't forty five minutes in the movie, but it's just you know all the takes they had to do. Yeah. I don't know if I'd, I don't, I don't think I'd I would want to French kiss Tom Cruise. No thanks. No, thanks. no, he's probably cool. No thanks. <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, you know, thanks. he's kind of an uptight guy. Uptight guy. He probably just, you know, takes it all professionally. You know. That's what I mean. Well, yeah. and like I said, it's like I don't... don't get attached to me, bitch. I'm Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom fucking Cruise. Well, plus I think I've mentioned this before, but I don't really find Tom Cruise sexy at all. Because, like I said, yeah, sexy you'd... and attractive is like it's it's a it's a complicated metric. I do not find Tom Cruise sexy at all. Well, you've only seen his movies. You haven't been right uh, around him. He might, you know what I mean? You never well, can duh, tell. I know that. You never can tell. He might be very magnetic. You know. It's like, know. It's he like, just comes across as kind of douchey to me. Like I Yeah. Think. Well, like I said, that's the movies. You know, uh, read, I've read that, you know, you, you can look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger's made a lot of movies. He's not a sex symbol. No, absolutely Guys liked not. him. He thought he was cool. But there are women that wrote about him back in the 70s and what he was like in the 70s and the 80s and they said that he was just intoxicating and that um, real addictive that um, women couldn't get away from him once once they because uh, he kept grabbing them <laughs> no they'd follow him around I, everywhere I know just fucking kidding. stalk him and shit you know what I mean because when he'd start talking you know, he said that he was real um, um, mesmerizing and he would bullshit and tell these little stories and women would just get sucked into his Little stories about dishwater and shit like that, you know. If I can just, because I think the the Arnold's image through the movies is that he was real serious, but in real life he's not. Uh, I've seen a lot of, uh, listened to a lot of guys that came up with him in the early days, and um, what he's actually like to hang out with. He's a clown. He's constantly clowning and. Uh, but he was in a lot of comedies later, yeah. so I can totally see yeah. that. He's constantly clowning and uh, lying and making making up stories. Basically, he, he was like a proto troll that he'd troll the shit out of you. He'd have people like somebody would ask him, "How the hell did you get so big?" And he goes, "My secret is dishwater." And he's like, "What?" And he goes, "Every day when you have you know after you wash the dishes, you know the water in the bottom of the dishwater says take a rag." Put that down in there and sop some of it up and squeeze one drop into a glass and drink it. Th three times a day. You'll get a bunch bigger. Got to have soap in it. He said, uh -huh. yeah. That's what he told, was telling people. And people would be like, really? And he said, yeah. No. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> How stupid are people? <laughs> yeah. It was the 70s. It well, was that's the, no excuse. It was the 70s and the 80s. You know, and still you should have known better. Well, this is how stupid people were. I mean, well, still are. There are still people that cannot accept that Arnold Schwarzenegger did anabolic steroids. He was the king of anabolic steroids. He would just pop Anavar pills like it was fucking candy. You know. But they're oh, he was Arnold did Arnold did steroids. Yeah, fucking right. All those guys from that era, they were just fucking. He was roided out and huge by the time he was fucking seventeen or eighteen. You know, you can't get that big naturally. By 1718. Steroids. Kalon Higgins said, Have you guys seen Skinnamarink yet? I haven't, but that's my. That and Infinity Pool, the Brandon Cronenberg movie, are my most anticipated. And I see 
Because I've seen a couple of my horror review channels that I like have already put up reviews of Infinity Pool. Um, one of which was the guy like with a really weird expression on his face going, what the fuck did I just watch? And I was like, ooh, that bodes well. Yeah. I really do like the Brandon Cronenberg movies yeah. that he's made so far, so I'm really looking forward to seeing Infinity Pool. I've heard it's weird yeah. as shit. And I love weird. Zach says, uh, agreed, Jenny. Cruz versus Daniel Craig. Craig any day. Oh, yeah, big time. Daniel Craig is way sexier. And he isn't really handsome either, but God, he's sexy. Yeah. Gotta, is he straight? I got a feeling Dan Craig's gay. I don't know. Well, his character in um, Knives Out is gay. Yeah, I thought he was gay before that, though. But I, I don't... I, I thought what he was gay is... You know, in Bond, is a straight character, but I, I, I had the feeling that he was... That, he, that, he, that personally, he's gay. I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of had that feeling. I've never... He doesn't come off as gay. I've never heard one way or the other or yeah. cared one way or the he other. He doesn't come off as gay. I just had a feeling. My gaydar, my gaydar got set off. I just never, I don't know, I never thought about it. But yeah. I thought there was a good chance. I think the thing about Tom Cruise that I don't like, and I think I've mentioned this a million times before, but it's just like, he seems too much. <sighs> he seems like too much. I don't know. He just seems kind of dorky, and he's just kind of, I don't know. He's just like, not not intense necessarily, because that's not always a bad thing, but he just seems like, I don't know, he just seems too square, and he just seems too normal and he not normal that's not the right word either I he's don't generic yeah maybe that's what it is he's basic he's, he's basic. very basic yeah he's very well in in the, in the modern like kind yeah. of uh context of he, that he word. tries he, he has a generic kind of corporate face for his facade yeah uh, um but he but and i've yeah. never really been into that kind yeah. of thing because there's really nothing interesting about that he's trying it's as if he's fucking real conventional but excellent all right, uh, you know I'm gonna give Tom He's excellent in his conventionality. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's kind of like corporate Superman. Um, but but I'm gonna uh, I give Tom credit where credits due. He's good with a gun. He can shoot. He's got he's got real training. He can really ride motorcycles and he rides them well. He can fly aircraft. Uh, he he's physically fit. Last I saw, um, I don't think he's natty. I, I think I think he takes stuff. Um, uh, not real heavily, but he some uh, HRT at least. But I think he's done a couple cycles and does little touch-ups here and then. Um, I think he's a good actor. He delivers. Um, but the thing is, is that when you go see a Tom Cruise movie, his audience wants to see that Tom Cruise character. He's always pretty much the same character, but he but he can modify that character. Like in Collateral, he was the bad guy. I thought I thought it was really good. Um, I thought he was great in Interview with the Vampire. He can do other things. It's just that's not where he where his money's coming from. I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick. Everybody says fantastic, and he's just being him. him. But that that shit fucking won now the box office. It, it took all the money, and that's his job: make money. So he does it. So you know, I just give him credit where credit's due. Not all of his movies do that, though. But I thought he was great in, in his science fiction movies I thought were good. Um, it's just like you said, he's a little, in some ways, bland. Yeah. So, in some ways, bland. Like I said, that's why, and I've never really been into that kind of thing. I'm just not into the whole kind of... I thought he was a great fucking Ethan Hunt. I mean, to be honest, like, even a lot of 
the kind of real big ticket, like the, you know, like the actors that are in Marvel movies and stuff like that. It's like they're conventionally good looking and they have like nice bodies and all that other kind of stuff. But to be honest, I can't really tell one from the other. Yeah. Like sometimes I get them confused. Yeah. I'm kind of more interested in character actor type people because at least I know who the fuck they are. Well, I li- <laughs> Overall, I like Tom Cruise product. I don't know the guy personally, of course, but I like his product, what he does. Uh, it does make money. Uh, That's another movie. We need to see Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I haven't seen it. That's another one that I keep wanting you to see because I think you would really like that one. Because Tom Cruise is I'm sure I would. Everybody loves it. And he's actually, that's one of the roles where he's kind of like more comedic. Yeah. So, uh, it's actually really funny. He was good in that Fourth of July one, too, the Vietnam one. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, So, no, I give him him credit where credit's due. I, I I think he's... Is he a great Shakespearean actor? No, he's just a dude that delivers at the box office. Um, like you said, he's a little bland, but that's the character and the writing. But that's what he's for, you know. That's that does. People are paying to see that. That's just the. I think you know if you want to have wide, wide, you know, appeal and and get a lot of you kind of have to be a little bit in the middle, kind of generic. I think I think it sells real well. Well, yeah, I mean, well, and I think that's kind of the problem I have with it too. Is that it's just you know to try to please as many people as possible. It's like you have to be as bland and generic as possible. And so a lot of them tend to like kind of look the same and kind of act the same and kind of have the same thing going on. And that doesn't really interest me all that. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't think he looks generic. He, He looks like Tom Cruise. He's got his own thing. He also, he's got good physicality and a lot of skills. You can buy that he did some shit. They show they show him do some shit on screen and you can buy that he did it. Because he probably did do it. So, if he was really generic, it would have been, you know what I mean, it would have looked fake as fuck and somebody else would have done it for him. Or, you know, he wouldn't be doing his own stunts. And it, he's not like that. It's just that the roles that he plays are kind of generic roles. That's part of it too. You know, uh, they're they're kind of corporate acceptable guy. You know, everything about him. Usually, he's pretty acceptable. That's why he did collateral. He played that damn psycho fucking hitman. I thought that was a good good break from what he normally did. I, I you know I liked it. Um, but he he can't make a living doing just that. You know. I think his audience wants him to be basically, you know, Maverick in Top Gun or Ethan Hunt in, in, in uh, you know, in, in uh, Mission Impossible, which I thought was a great series. It, each one of them kind of was uh, really good for the time. You know, one of them was a John Woo movie, and then later on with Fallout was almost like something out of them, the new James Bond flicks. I got them all. I don't have the brand new one, though, um, or the last one that came out. last one I had was Fallout, I think. But um, I think I gotta go check my catalog. So Camp Camp guy says, uh, like my twenty-four-year-old son, he's not that good-looking, but he attracts the ladies like I've never seen. Hmm. He's a blue-collar guy, wears a tool belt and a hard hat at work. (laughs) Ooh, there's a whole like subgenre of like fantasy, like erotica for that. Slasher Fred says, since you have reviewed The Ghost and Mrs. Muir, one of these days you should watch and review the 1940s comedy Arsenic and Old Lace. I've actually been wanting to do that one. Yeah. We should probably do Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte also, since we did Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. 
Uh, Tom Sykes said, Tom Cruise is an idiot for not putting out enough for Mimi Rogers. Yeah, well. And then Tropic Thunder. Some One of these days you re should review Risky Business. Uh, Granther says, what would Tom Cruise think about kissing the same mouth which smoked Dom's bone? <laughs> That's what I, yeah, see, now that you, now that you mention it, you know, that whole six degrees yeah. of Kevin Bacon game, yeah. you are only two degrees. Yeah. Wait, is that one degree or two degrees from had, Tom Cruise? Yeah, me and Tom Cruise hitting the same chicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. now, see, now you can tell people that, like, when you yeah. want to impress them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't surprise me if you got some of that. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Mary Lynn's cute, man. She got cuter as she went. Ooh, what happened? Yeah. Oh. And she was funny. My Real computer funny. wanted to restart, and I was like, no, don't do it. Hopefully it's not going to restart. I told it not to. What? Oh, my computer came up and said um, it needs a restart, but it's I, a said, fucking I said restart it tonight, and it's like, okay, but then it like flashed at me like it was going to do it anyway. And I was like, hmm, All okay. right, well. It's I think it's going. I think it's all right. Yeah, I think it probably it's right. ignored it. It just opened the the settings mm -hmm. window. That's fine. Yeah, if we lose our connection, we'll. I just we'll, panicked because we'll be I was like, "What is that flashing at me?" Yeah. Uh, Zach said, "I actually think Michael Stolberg is kind of sexy too." I don't actually know who that is, so I'm not yeah. really sure uh, what you're talking about. But I'll look him up later. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is one of the last true movie stars, though. I don't think there nobody else is a movie star. None of the, none of the newer ones. Think of one that is a movie star. I think Tom is like that, the last of that breed. There may be another, a couple of them that are with him, but are from that same generation. I, nobody else is really a movie star, you know. Unless you guys can think of somebody. Not well, really. I'm having a hard time, but like I said, it's just because I don't um, usually watch those real big temple movies. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean. Um. Tom Sykes said, I just saw the 1993 film Blood In, Blood Out. And I must say it was a good-ass film. Tom, you'd probably like it. It's free on YouTube. Uh, what is Maybe it? Maybe we should check that out. What is it? We did start watching, after the show on Wednesday night, like, even though it was kind of late, we actually did start watching uh, The Ghost of Flight 401 on YouTube. With started Arne falling asleep. Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. Well, we started falling asleep. And it also... It's a terrible, terrible copy. Terrible copy. Like, you could barely see what was going on. You could barely hear it because yeah. I, it would look like somebody had taped it off TV yeah. back then. And then they made it, you know, they ripped yeah. it to video. And so, like, there was just, woo, like this yeah. hum, like, in the background. It was, like, drowning everyone's yeah. uh, dialogue out. So we only got to the part where, spoiler alert, Ernest Borgnine died in the hospital. Yeah. And then I was just kind of like, I don't know if I can watch this anymore because it's like... It was not a compelling it. story either. It really wasn't. It's no. like, you would think that, you know, something about a fucking plane crash. I mean, admittedly, we didn't get to the haunting shit yet. Yeah. But all the buildup at first, I was just kind of like, well, someone die and like haunt some shit already. I'm just yeah. kind of like, I'm kind of over it. And it's like, well, I think I was just mostly mad because I couldn't see anything. Mm -hmm. Like, they're all in the cockpit and it's like fuck, I'm like I'm like it's dark it's like all I can hear is like people's voices mumbling and it's just like I can't really tell what's going on so we just kind of gave up on it yeah but you know I don't know so I might finish it one of these days but I don't know I mean we had been watching um I've actually been watching because remember Oracle recommended uh on Hulu I think it's originally on History Channel but they have um the food that built America Mm -hmm. that series and we've been rewatching that that series it's season three they just put up that series is fucking fascinating 
I mean, all of those, the whatever that built America, there's the men that built America, the machines that built America, there's all kind of different ones. But the food one is, to me, like, the most interesting, because I'm all into food. But, um, yeah, like, we watched, the one we watched last night, well, we watched a bunch last night. We watched one, well, we had to watch the one because it was about Little Debbie's. It was mm. Little Debbie's versus Entenmann's. There was that one, and then there was one that was, like, Taco Bell and Arby's. And then there was one that was Benny Hanna and TGI Fridays. And I don't know if you guys know this, but TGI Fridays started out in the 60s, I want to say, as a singles bar in New York City. Yeah. And it was funny because you don't think of it nowadays because everybody just thinks of it as like a restaurant with a bar attached to it with like, you know, there's lots of restaurants like that. But back when TGI Fridays opened, nobody had this concept before. Yeah, a restaurant with a bar, they didn't have that concept. Well, because it was the kind of thing where during this time period, like, they were like, well, single women didn't really go to bars. Like, bars were like dude hangouts. They were all like dives and they were kind of scuzzy. And it's like you would, you know, like a respectable woman, like a single woman wouldn't go to a bar like by herself. Yeah, they weren't even young guys in those things. Yeah. They were old guys back then in those places just filled with fucking cigar smoke. Yeah, that's the guy. Right. Those guys. So, like, one guy was, like, sitting in there, and he was like, why aren't any single ladies in here? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? A single lady wouldn't come in here. And he's like, maybe I should make a place where they actually would come. So it's kind of like a bar, but also kind of like a restaurant. And it was kind of, I don't want to say TGI Fridays is classy, but they made it kind of, like, classier than the bars at the time. And nobody had done that whenever it started. And so it was, like, a massive, massive hit like in the middle of new york city they said there's fucking lines around the block and shit like that which is crazy i was just like i didn't even know that that's how it started but there was that and then there was another episode that was famous amos versus well it's not versus but famous amos and um mrs fields that was another one but there's one i I don't know how many more there is there's a pasta one that's the next one but i haven't watched that one yet and also tonight i might have to watch the new gordon yeah, because yeah. they probably put that up. John is saying, "I don't know. I think Arnie and Sly were movie stars, also." Yeah, I guess you could say. Well, as I said, there are some movie stars. Like, yeah, from that era. From the, they're all from that era. Uh, there, there aren't any newer ones I, that I can think of. Um, they were movie stars. I got to give it to Sly though. Over time, Sly beat Arnie over time. Just with the what he, he, he could produce stuff. You know. He could write scripts. He was a lot more talented. John Smith said, in the UK, wine bars tried to appeal mainly to ladies in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I was, Like, nowadays, like, I guess women don't really care about going to bars and stuff. But it's just funny to think about back in the old days, they didn't really... Well, there was no internet back then, so yeah. I, nowadays, I think all young girls meet everybody online. Dating apps and shit. Well, I'm just saying there's no stigma about women, like single women, groups of single women, or even single women on their own, like going to a bar or a club like by themselves is not that big a deal. You know what I mean? But like back in the old days, it absolutely was. I think it depends on who you ask. Like, yeah, it's not a big deal to us, but I'm sure you could go out to fucking Alabama, Mississippi, and there's there are people. Oh my God, I'd never go. You know, they got some. They still got religious people. Well, now I'm uh, I'm not going to say now. There are some bars that I absolutely yeah. would not go to by myself, right. but it doesn't have anything to do with like morality or anything like that. I said, well, I'm They're probably just, just going to get roofied, or it's like a fucking yeah. dive in there, or something some like just that. Straight up meat markets too. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't really like places like that. Like yeah. I grew up in Daytona Beach, and there was a place. I think I don't know if it's still open or not. 
But there was a nightclub there called, what the fuck was the name of that place? Razzles. That's right, Razzles. <clears throat> and you just know that that's what kind of bar it was, just or club it was for the name. But that was just kind of like where everybody. That was all the where all the basic people went. Yeah, basic bitches just and and jocks and shit. Yeah, and it was like right on. It was right on A one A, which was like the main street, like right on the ocean. They kind of tend to be expensive too because they're ripping those people off. Sure. And you go in there and fucking, they're all based. They're just there to get laid, and nobody knows anybody. Nobody's really a regular. That's another weird thing. They're not really regulars there. There isn't really a scene there. Those people might go there only once, maybe once or twice a month. Maybe, or excuse me, once every two or three months. Or some of the ones that, you know, that fucking I knew about. Yeah. Well, I haven't been in any place like that since uh, I was in the Army in Nashville. They had a lot of those. Yeah, that when seems like some, I don't even know if there's places like that anymore. I yeah. mean, there are, I guess, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there are. I wouldn't go to that. There are because, remember we're at the Falcon? Yeah. Some of the people in there came from a place that was like that up the street. That's right. Remember? Boy, did they come into the wrong place. Yeah, the Falcon and all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Falcon is just like, it's small. It's not a club. It's a tiny, tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny bar. Yeah. Granther said, would Jenny go to the Oasis on a Saturday night by herself? Absolutely not. Absolutely What's not. What's the Oasis? That place you go all the time. Oh, that, o- that Oasis. <laughs> I thought he was talking about it. He goes there like twice a week, yeah. and he's like, what are you talking about? Uh, no, Jenny wouldn't st- really set foot in the Oasis. I went I there mean, once. Yeah, but... I mean, during the day, it was, it was fine during the day. Yeah, during the day. I wouldn't so. go there by myself, though. No. Fuck that. Now, see, I used to go to Ibar by myself, and I didn't yeah. have a problem with that. I never had any trouble. Not really. No, not at Ibar. No. Well, well I knew everybody. Yeah. You know, so it's kind well, of like different. When I knew everybody that worked there, and I knew a lot of people of that were there, yeah, and it was usually people that wouldn't bother you. Yeah, you know, so I I went there by myself lots of times, like back in the old days. Yeah, and it really wasn't a problem at all. You know, every now and then, yeah, people do get roofied places, but it happens. That's not regulars doing that. But as far not, as I know. yeah, it's not. That's not people we know doing that. Yeah, as far as I know, it's usually just like randos walking through there. John Smith said, in Glasgow, we have the fine old tradition of old man pubs. Pubs and bars populated by mean old men that don't want anyone under the age of 40 in there. Yeah. <laughs> I always kind of wondered about if they still had that going on, like, in this day and age, because I yeah, know that's the kinda... Oasis is kind of like that. Yeah, the it is kind of. Like, the day... it's grumpy old men. Yeah, during the day. It, it, the clientele changes. It depends on what day it is. And what time it is. Sunday, it's all it's all bikers all day. Saturday, probably too, but Sunday's the big day. Because that's when people are off work and they're riding. So it's bikers and their girlfriends. Nighttime, I think it's more of like a damn country, like a country-ish, or a, a redneck fucking meat market, I think, during the, during the nights. There's fights happen there. And they're playing music like fucking Kid Rock and Monster Truck and shit like that. But those bikers aren't in there during those hours. Um, But no, Sunday is the big biker day. And it's just, like I said, just during the day. Weekdays from noon to about five, it's grumpy old drunks, old guys, and old women. Well, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. it's like a weekday, yeah. and they're in a bar they're drinking, drinking in, in, the in, the, in the afternoon. In the afternoon, yeah. So, you know, that should tell you something yeah. right there. Yep. 
so. <laughs> ah. Graham says, uh, old man pubs, bitter gray hairs, take, talking shit about politics, young people, ex-wives, and how the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Good times. Yeah, it really doesn't seem like that fun, but I, well, I mean, I guess they're having fun, like, in their own kind of way. At the Oasis, they're not talking, for the most part. They're just sitting up they're there just, drinking. They're just sitting there drinking. They're sitting there drinking, and, you know, and I'll be playing a jukebox. A jukebox got a, uh, it's, it, you, it, you got an app for it, and you can pay for it directly through your account, you know, and, um, they got all these different functions that you could do. So I start fucking with them, you know, by playing fucking shit like Ramstein and stuff. Well, they're in there mostly because one, they're Alkies, and two, um, uh, the uh, the bartenders fucking pull their titties out all the time. That's part of it. So you know, they'll pay them more. They flash them. They give them a bigger <laughs> tip and shit. Yeah, but I don't. It, the thing is, is only an old guy would really care about it. They're, those girls are not really hot, you know. Well, that's what Amy's I mean. the hottest one. You know what I mean? Really. <laughs> And she's my age, you know. She's kind of skinny fat. Skinny with big belly and fucking big old titties. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Once you get to a certain age, I guess you kind of take what you can get, you know. Those dudes are in their fucking 70s and shit. They're just, all right, hey, whoa, whoa, You know, for them, that's fucking a big deal. Hey, woo, beer. They're also, they're also from a generation that would find that interesting, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Jenny's seen every fucking thing. These fucking crazy ass <laughs> clubs that we go to, you know. These are the same dudes who would go to Hooters and think that was great. You know what I mean? So, so edgy. That would be fucking boring, you know. Well, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't like the whole vibe of sports bars anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't like the peep, the kind of people that go to sports bars, and I don't really like. I just don't like that whole biker bar is a trashier version of a sports bar. The, yeah, it's, I've it's always that found that. That's I always what it found is. that. Yeah. And like I said, I grew up in Daytona Beach, which is like real rednecky. Mm -hmm. It's like it's I don't know what it's like now because I've been I don't go there very often anymore. But it does have that rednecky kind of like yeah. veneer to it. Yeah. That kind of trashy right. kind of thing. And it was like that. You had yeah, you had like two tiers. You had yeah. your kind of like slightly upper middle class, kind of like more yuppie ish kind of people, and they would yeah. go to like Razzles. Yeah. And then you had like your fucking rednecky ass people who would either well you had like your slightly upmarket rednecky people that would go to the rockin ranch and then you would have your scuzzy biker type people that would go to like the cabbage patch which was like a yeah. like a I, yeah, skunky been, old dive bar I've yeah the fucking cabbage patch yeah yeah, yeah. um it's most okay uh, not all them bikers are the same though either like um this is this this is this is my main friend down there that's chris Hold on. Chris, he's also a veteran, and he's got a real neat... That's him right there. He's got a really cool Triumph Rocket 3. Fucking does a bunch of steroids and shit. We'll sit there and fucking talk about steroids. He got hurt and gained a bunch of weight. His face got fucking fat as a motherfucker, and he's talking about, man, I got to get this fucking... My cheeks are getting too big. See, his, see how big his cheeks are? He hurt his back, so he wasn't able to work out. But he's back. He's back in the gym now. But that's what that's the place. It's just that. That's what it's like during the day. You just hanging out, fucking catch up with each other. Look at people's motorcycles. I was, what I was taking a picture of out the out the uh, door was like a dude's 
They got one dude that has a shit ton of classic cars. You messed my lighting up. Again. That's all right. <laughs> they got a, they got a dude's got a shit ton of classic cars, like mid to late sixty late sixties Camaros and fucking GTOs and shit. He must have eight or nine of them. And uh, the dude's a total wreck, man. Fucking what? He's late sixties, overweight, can barely talk because he's constantly fucking drunk. But he's got. A, <laughs> he's got about ten of these fucking fantastic show cars that he builds and just drives them around. Try takes them to the takes them to that place. I've posted videos on him before on my Instagram. He's got some really he does great paint and everything. And you look at the guy and you're like, and he actually does it himself. And you you, you wonder like how the hell did he do it? He's in such bad shape, you know. But when there's a will, there's a way, you know. I mean, I'm not going to get on anybody's case for, like, you know, being drunk during the day, because, hey. But, you know, <laughs> you know, I do that shit, too, but, you know. So I can't really get on anybody's case. But it is kind of like, I don't know. I know there's not much to do around here, but. uh, Well, there isn't much to do around anywhere at our level, because you could say. Everything seems to be boring to me now. Well, that's not good. I've done everything. Oh, you have not. I've done everything. <laughs> you have not. Yeah. Ben Frail said day drinking is the new golf. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink that much when I go there. I only drink about three. I drink about three, four of them. Uh, there said, I had a buddy who would always talk to the bimbo waitresses out on dates, or ask the bimbo waitresses out on dates. He thought they were digging his vibe and sense of humor. I was like, dude, they're just putting up with you to get a good tip. Yeah. I mean, that is a rookie mistake. Yeah. That is just kind of like don't chase this don't don't chase the help. I mean, yeah. I feel like every like every group of friends that goes to somewhere like uh you know Hooters or something like that, there's always one that's like, man, she digs me. I'm like, no, she doesn't. Just knock it off. She's just being nice to you to get more money. <laughs> and it's like I feel like most dudes learn that by the time they're like in their twenties, but maybe not. Maybe not. John Smith says, do shrooms for breakfast to liven up the day. Sure, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> John Smith said, in the northeast of England, until fairly recently, we had working men's clubs, men-only clubs. Yeah, um, there were some bars here that were men-only, but I think that was maybe only until the 1970s. Like, actually watching that um, Food That Built America show... Here was something that I didn't realize. Remember when I said a long time ago that I didn't realize that a woman couldn't get a credit card, I think in her own name until 1974, which is crazy because I was born then. That was like in my lifetime. Um, for a long time, they were actually talking about Mrs. Fields cookies and they said she couldn't get a loan to open her business in her own name. Like her husband had to sign it. Hmm. And then, um, I didn't realize this, but they said, actually, it wasn't technically legal everywhere. Like, I guess on a federal level for a woman to, like, take out a loan for a business and everything like that until 1988. 1988 was when they passed that. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, are you fucking serious right now? I was almost out of high school at that point. That's crazy. I never realized it was that late. All right, so if you guys uh, have any subjects you want us to talk about, go ahead and uh, any questions or anything, you can drop them off into the damn comment section. If not, we're just going to bore the fucking universe and uh, the entire internet with our tales about 
being drunk at the damn bar and uh, whether or not a woman could have a bank account. Where the uh, what's boring we, about that? Nah, I'm just looking boring. Let's talk about let's talk about something. Oh, and like, oh, and like all your and you talking no. about uh, steroids all the time yeah. is like real super sentimental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> okay. all boring. It's all boring. What else? What, what well, else it's, we okay. Talk about? So, well, if everything's boring, why are you it's even here? Boring. Why what's, are you even here? I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm trying to drink. I'm trying to drink. Man, I'm, look. Next thing you know, fucking BTK is gonna show up in this bitch. Where yeah. Is he, where is he at? He's over. He's right there. I can see him. I'm gonna get him ready. You gonna get him ready? I'm gonna get him ready. You want to get H H Holmes next to yeah. him? He's H H Holmes. I don't, is there I don't know. I don't. I don't know H H Holmes's voice. Well, nobody knows H H Holmes's voice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know think. his voice. He hasn't spoken to me from beyond the grave yet. <laughs> oh, okay. He hasn't spoken to me. <laughs> look! Look at him. Look at his head bobbing around. Yeah. These are fucking great, man. Somebody sent somebody sent these to Jenny. Sophie sent us that. Yeah, that's right. It was Sophie, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's because I was... Uh, did she send H.H. H. Holmes? No, no, no. That was somebody else. That was sent that one. Speaking of Sophie, Sophie's going to be coming next month. Yeah, that's right. She's yeah, coming she's to gonna, visit. And she'll be... She wants to do a... a um, the Friday. It's going to be like Friday the 24th or 25th, I think. Of February. Of February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she'll do the show with us and then we're going to go out to Mannequins. So... Um, David will be able to meet Soph. Soph's only done one show with us before. That was a couple years ago. Yeah, that was when we were at the old house. They were at the old house. So she's going to be here for about five days. And then she's going to go back to Michigan. But um, So that that should be fun. Um, What else? John Smith said, I discovered something recently. In Switzerland, women could not even vote until the 70s. Yeah, I had heard that, actually. I had heard that. I don't know what the fucking deal is, man. Won't give us no money. Won't let us vote on nothing. I mean, I know what the deal is. I know what the deal is. Vote is fake know. anyway. No matter who you vote for, they've approved either candidate. They own either, they they own them all. By the time they get to that level, the rich people will always win. The house always wins. <laughs> and it's just a puppet. They don't do anything. They oh, but, had that. They had that. What was it? Uh, Princeton University, I think it was, did that big study to to analyze government activity with um, elections and um, laws as they passed through the Senate, and like consistently, ninety nine percent, everything was against the people and for whoever paid for that law, <laughs> over and over and over again. So it's not a government, really. It's just a machine that's sucking you dry like a parasite. Because it's all paid for. Ben says, I thought you had a new kitten called BTK. I would never name a kitten BTK. No. Uh, that's I would never say. What BTK's first name again? I forgot. Uh, oh, shit. What was his name? Uh, Charles. No, Dennis. 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 I'm going to say Charles. Right? Oh, Dennis. Where? Fucking Dennis. Hold on. Oh, Dennis. Don't break his head again. I'm not his head break broke off. Camp Guy said, my parents got a small business administration loan when Jimmy Carter was president. As a minority woman-owned business, mom had 51% and dad had 49 <laughs> Yeah, that's just, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Uh, let's see. Ben says, giving women the vote signaled the destruction of Western civilization. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it will always go towards sensitivity. If you do that. What are you <laughs> even talking about, Tom? <laughs> It'll go... I don't know. It's just yeah, gonna... I know you don't know. 
don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think voting matters. They, they've got that system totally rigged anyway. And I think it was always like that. It was just the illusion of choice is what they had done. Because I can't see, I can't see oligarchs, rich people, and companies that own this government. I can't see them giving people, especially regular people, any say so in anything. So I think it's just, I think it's just fake. John Smith said, I have a cat I'm convinced is Jeffrey Dahmer reincarnated because in, he enjoys yeah. killing stuff and playing with the bodies. That's kind of all cats, though. Yeah. Although, I mean, I don't know if Pookie necessarily enjoys killing stuff. She does play with... She stopped killing the lizards. Yeah. She likes to, like, yeah. play with them, but I think she realizes that it's like, oh, I can't play with them too long or they stop moving around. Yeah. She's gotten to the point where she lets them go. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, you know, she's kind of learned. She doesn't, she doesn't need them anyway. Now, like I said, I had a cat that used to absolutely eat them, except Ooh. the heads. She would just, like, leave little lizard heads all over the place. We'd find them, like, out on the front yeah. porch. Gramther says, talk about tasteful goth home furnishings, turkey necks, and family members. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln, hero or villain. Viewers, you miss uh, that you wish were still here. I guess that's what you mean. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, villain. Everything you know about him is a lie. It's fabricated. It's pseudo-history. Uh, like a uh, dude named Razor Fist, who's from the North. He's not some kind of Confederate sympathizer. And he's from the North. Um, did a really good show on it and gave all the quotes, all the independent witnesses, people that were from Europe who watched the whole War of Secession go down, and everything that that um, that that Lincoln and the and the Lincolnites did. It was all uh, one-sided and um, bad. Extremely unpopular in both the North and the South. Uh, he quelled a bunch of uh, riots and uprisings, even in the North, uh, of people that didn't, uh, p uh, counties and states that didn't want to fight the South. Um, didn't really free any slaves. Uh, only freed slaves that were in the Confederacy and not ones that were in the Union. It, it's all just... Uh, and really, if you look at the Lincoln Memorial, the Lincoln Memorial, he's sitting there on a fucking throne, and underneath each of his hands on the front of that throne are, are, is the fascists, which is the stick, the bundles of sticks, which is a symbol of fascism, you know. And you know they're talking about we're under a new perfect union. That was the beginning of the American Empire and the end of the uh, of federalism, where states joined the union willingly and had the right to leave it willingly it was just the beginning of, of of the empire i always thought that now was kind of like the time of like julius caesar a good analog you know the end of the republic and the beginning of an empire no the republic died a long time ago 1860s maybe even before that because the robber barons were were really getting a, in the bank the banking cartels were getting a really big grip into the into the system and the people, none of the people were really being represented in any of the states. It's just that we, uh, everything's been kind of propagandized and glorified. The past, the past wasn't very good. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, back in the day when shit ran well, it never ran well. But uh, Lincoln himself was jailing anybody who spoke out against him, in, even in the North. Uh, 
jailed a bunch of newspaper reporters who uh, said, hey, man, this may not be the right thing to do. Maybe we should let the, let the South go. Uh, you put too many tariffs on them anyway. It's taxation without representation. There's just a bunch of arguments against Lincoln. The whole thing about Lincoln being a hero was like uh, after the war. And it was just a, it was a creation of, of Washington, D.C. It was a bunch of, it was built upon a stories and propaganda. Uh, no, he wasn't that good. He wasn't good at all. He's kind of like the America's version of Stalin. There were concentration camps in the South and everything. Now, Stalin killed a lot more people. But Lincoln killed a lot of people, too, with his policies. Um, they even... He sent Sherman down here, and Sherman and his wife actually discussed in the letters about the outright genocide of the Southern people, black or white. Sherman's army hung just as many black people as they did white people. It's all there. They got photographs and everything to prove it. It's just... No, it was bad. Uh. Well, show's not fun anymore. <laughs> Well, you asked me. <laughs> Let me go uh, make another drink. Yeah, I guess I could use another yeah. one, too. Okay. Um, viewers you wish were still here. I still wonder what happened to Sandra, <laughs> the, peanut, the German peanut butter ambassador, and Tila. And I haven't heard from either one of them, and I kind of hope they're okay, but, you know, I understand, like, life happens and shit like that, but you know what I mean. So, I, you know, I kind of miss them, but I don't really know where they went to. Because they seemed like they were here all the time, but now they're not here anymore. Um, tasteful goth home furnishings. There's kind of a whole thing where... It's, you know what? Um, nowadays, it's a lot better. There's kind of, like, an embarrassment of riches because... I think that, you know, uh, home decor, like manufacturers and stuff like that, they actually realize that there are people out in the world that want Halloween-y looking or spooky looking stuff like all year round, but they don't want it to look like a fucking, like I said, like a JC's haunted house in your shit, like all the time. So they'll make, you know, kind of like black or kind of creepy or Victorian looking versions of shit that you can use all year round that looks spooky, but doesn't look like... Halloweeny, you know what I mean? Because, like I said, I have like um, I follow um, on YouTube like Jade the Libra, and she's real big about like you know Halloween decor hunting and stuff. And that's usually the kind of shit that she looks for too, because she likes to find things that you can use like all year round, you know, not just you know. So you can't just like slap fucking jack o' lanterns and shit like that over everything. It's cool that that is that is like it. Halloween time. You don't want your house looking like that all the time. I mean, yeah, or maybe you do. And it's, that's fine. You do you. <laughs> you do you. You know. Uh, let's see. What else? Turkey necks and family members. Turkey necks. Like, well... Nah, you're talking about fucking turkey necks. Why not? What's the matter with turkey necks? What he's talking about is he's talking about my dad. Well, I duh. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well... No, I'm talking to the audience, and I'm talking to you. <laughs> Them of the audience may not have been with us for long enough to know what why he's asking about turkey necks. A couple years back, when my dad had to go get bypass surgery because he was dying of this heart attack thing that kept hitting him. So, um, he got the bypass. It was a triple bypass. 
and the woman that lived across the street um I guess he's kind of sweet on her. She comes and checks on him all the time. And she's a real good-looking black woman. And he's friends with her husband. Her husband is a National Guard guy. He's a, 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 a sergeant, a first sergeant of the local uh, National Guard over there in, uh, in Mississippi, in Heidelberg. And she checked on him every day. Make sure he wasn't dying. Okay. She still checks on him every day. So he, he, uh, he likes her. She would bring him turkey necks uh, every now and then. Whenever she cooked turkey, you could get turkey necks in Mississippi for nothing. And uh, <laughs> he told me, he, was, he told me on the phone long before a little heart, heart attack, he goes, my neighbor brings me turkey necks, man. I didn't realize how good them things were. And I was like, really? He goes, oh, man, she could cook them things. Those things are fantastic. He mentioned that to me. So he comes out of surgery. And he called me over to the bed and he goes, they put turkey necks in my in my chest. And I was like, what? And, then I, and he goes, yeah, I saw them. I saw the doctor take on a bunch of turkey necks and put them in there and put it all back together. And I said, no. No, they're not. And he goes, yes, they did. They put, he was convinced that the doctors put turkey necks in there. And the reason why he thought that is because about an hour before, about, a, about an hour before he said that, the woman that brought him turkey next came to visit him in the hospital, his neighbor. So that kind of clicked. He remembered about the turkey necks and got it conflated with his heart surgery. Cause he had what they call hospital psychosis, where he lost his fucking mind <laughs> in the hospital. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. You know, and uh, he thought all kinds of shit. He thought that he had been abducted by a, a, a cult of people. And he was asking Goober, who was his friend, his childhood friend, just go down to my truck. Because of course his name is. And of course Goober. his name is Goober. Yeah. Well, that's his nickname, Goober. And uh, he goes, Goober, go down. He goes, Goob. Why don't you go out to my truck and go get, go get my, go get my gun? And he's like, Well, what for, Tommy? And he goes, We gonna shoot our way out of here. And he goes, well, well, Why? We told him we're gonna shoot our way out of here. And he goes, I'm captured. It's like, bitch, you're an old man. You're not shooting your way yeah, out anywhere. Says, you captured? Yeah, and he's coming out of the surgery. And he goes, you, He goes, You been captured? I didn't know nothing about well, that. And he goes, Yeah. They, they keeping me here. Oh. Because you're gonna be all right. You're gonna be all right. See, he talked him out of it, but he. Now later, I was there for all that. I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" You know, because they're gonna try to stop us. We're gonna shoot our way out of here. <laughs> well, we thought it was just. We just thought it was hyperbole. Right. You know, he was just fucking around. No, later on, he called me and he goes, I, he, "He was like, this is weeks later." He called me and goes, "Man, I thought I had been abducted in Laurel." You're like, yeah. And I said, you got abducted? He thought you got abducted? Because yeah, I thought they had. I thought I had been abducted by a cult, and taken to a, uh, and taken into that hospital in Laurel, and that they were shipping me all around the place and doing stuff to me. And he and, and he goes, I thought it was a cult that was just disguised <laughs> as the hospital. I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, I really believed it. And I said, you you told me that they put turkey necks inside your heart. And he goes, yeah, they did. And I said, no, they didn't. <laughs> because they didn't and I go no why would they do that yeah and he goes I saw that though and I said no no now over time he would he would he would start laughing about that shit like yeah I thought they put me back together using parts of turkeys like turkey necks and turkey stuff turkey guts and fucking turkey necks 
they put my heart back together with somebody it. needs to write a graphic novel yeah. about that turkey neck man like the latest yeah. superhero made entirely of turkey necks yeah <laughs> no uh, he could be like some kind of thanksgiving superhero i just, i don't know i could yeah. see it i could see it uh mackie mac vr chat says hi tom and jenny glad to yeah. see you guys going strong pookie strong yeah she's actually where is she She's around here somewhere. She, I saw her like right before the show started. Do we still buy CDs? If so, what was the last no. CD you two bought? I don't actually remember. I haven't bought any CDs for a long time. Probably the last one we bought was maybe one like at a show. Like I feel like we've maybe bought one at a show. Yeah. Like if we liked an opening band or something. No, we got I, those for free. Well, no, I know that, but I'm just saying like, didn't we buy a CD at that one show where without where that opening band was good and we bought their CD? Oh, that was, and I got the shirt too, didn't I? Yeah. That's yeah. what, what was the name of that? What was the name of that? It's around here somewhere. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. We never actually listened to the CD, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, like, we have, yeah, yeah like, we have a Starry Night CDs, but, yeah. like, they usually used to give them to us for a Yeah, they just give us that. <laughs> yeah. Ben says, I haven't bought a CD in decades, and it was mostly bands issuing their own stuff as CD singles. I mean, I still have a lot of CDs. Like, I kept all my CDs. I threw, I finally threw out all my cassette tapes, like, a couple years back. But I still have all my CDs. But that's the thing. It's like I never listen to them because I'm like, hey, if, I, if ever I'm in a mood for a song, you just fucking go and find it, and you can listen to it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, like, easier than fucking digging out a CD, isn't it? But I can understand why. It's, well, it's just like owning, because you like owning movies. Yeah. I like to have hard copies of all that shit. I usually I do. Well, product. I did for a while, but I kind of feel like my thing, though, I like having the hard copy of a book. You know what I mean? I like having, like, a print book. Now, for my book reviews and stuff like that, I've started doing ebooks because I can't afford to, like, buy a bunch of books all the time. But honestly, I prefer having, like, a print book. I like reading print books yeah. better than ebooks. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh, and John Smith said, not getting into the vinyl revival. No, I never did. I mean, I don't have a record player anymore. I still have a bunch of vinyl, like from back in the old days. But, and I know that there's, you know, that a lot of uh, bands are issuing their stuff on vinyl now because it's like a big thing. But I just, I don't know. I haven't got back into it for whatever reason. Like I said, I don't have a record player and I don't have anything to play them on. And I have a bunch of records that I can't play. <laughs> El Padrino said, last CD I bought was a tribe called Quest. Love movement. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was a while back. Ben said your father learned the truth towards the end. Yes, he did. That he was entirely full of turkey necks and had yeah, been kidnapped yeah, by a yeah. cult. Okay. Well, that's just, I don't know. That's just, like, really funny. That's a funny thing to, like, think. Yeah. Hey, John Smith. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you want to know more about the, about the, uh, the, the war of northern aggression, go on YouTube and go look at a channel called Rageaholic. He's a real funny guy. He's a heavy metal dude. He's real smart. He calls himself Razor Fist. And the name of the video is Abraham Lincoln, American Dictator. It's only from a couple weeks ago. And he compiles all the real history quotes, um, recordings of what people said, because they li a lot of those people lived into the early 1900s and actually recorded a lot of their testimony. And uh, no, the, the official narrative is not really how it went down. But it's very interesting. And what's weird is that it confirmed a lot of the shit my grandparents in the South said. And and their friends. That, yeah, that's the way it really happened. And they kind of tried to erase that part of history. Um, yeah, 
he found out it was because Clarice, that that's the 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 black woman that lives across the street who looks looks after him. She came and visited him in the hospital. She's a real nice lady. Uh big what you would call big fine. She's probably like close to six feet tall, uh maybe five eleven. Um country uh girl. And her husband also real big. And they had two or three kids and my dad, over the years, kind of ra helped raise the children. He'd take them fishing and hunting and stuff, um, you know, because uh, my dad has hunting rights on land that's right in that area. It's only like ten minute drive, so he'd take he'd take the kids out and they'd go fishing and hunting and shit. So he was kind of like the surrogate grandpa, my dad. So he's kind of like a part of their family in a weird way, and uh, you know. They're, they saved Clarice saved his life. She saw him out on the front porch falling down the fucking stairs, and she ran out there and he was. She called. The, she called nine one one and got the ambulance there. And you know, had she not seen that, he'd have died. She got him out of there, and her her husband is like um, National Guard first sergeant, Army, and they're just. I've talked to him before, but I haven't met him. Uh, but, you know, they're just real good people. They're kind of like regular country people from like a Mayberry-type setting, you know, out in Heidelberg, Mississippi, population like 700. It's a, it used to be an old German town, you know, in um, uh, Jones County, Mississippi. Well, my dad's like the last white guy. All the other white people have died off. They just got old. Everybody else moved away. Yeah, I mean, it's a really small town. Like I said, you, can't, small ex town, you yeah. can't expect people to hang around in places no. like that. There's nowhere to work. There's nowhere to work. There's nothing really going on. If you're some kind of a state or, or state or government servant, like he is, you know, he's part of the National Guard. They're making money. Um, they tore down, the Mississippi tore down housing projects, and they went uh, like Section 8 where they send they would send those same people into just lower in, lower income country housing, which is a lot better for those families. And uh, they're re -ex they're experiencing their it's kind of like Black Mayberry, okay? That's kind of what it's like. They're experiencing the 1950s. They had parades with the cars. Some of that shit's on YouTube. You can go look at Heidelberg, Mississippi, Heidelberg High, like a hundred percent black, but it's like a 1950s style. High school, you know, like something out of damn Greece. That's what it's like. Um, and you know, people from there. The only way out, if you're a young guy, is join the army. If you're a young woman, you got to get married. It's very traditional, you know. No thanks. Well, I, mean, I think some, it's good. I mean, some people like that's it. how. That's how. That's that. Don't. That's the. That's the. 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 That's the basic. You know what I'm talking about? It's just basic. But, you know, a lot of good people come from that. That's where a lot of your great movie directors and Spielberg and all those guys came out of environments that were like that. Well, yeah, they were just a I different know. color. I know. But it's that's that's a good environment to come out of. I'm just saying, personally, I'm not, I would not want to grow up somewhere. Well, like you go back there, it's like going back in time. Yeah. But that may be a good thing because they're real honest, very friendly people. 
I don't know. I kind of feel like most people have dark sides and I kind of feel like communities like that just hide it a little bit better because there's always all kind of shady shit going on behind the scenes. Always. Uh, I think it's looking at the wrong, t- wrong way. They're just... Most people aren't there for very long. Okay? The young kids move away. Okay? But they come from a stable environment. So the area that they move into, they have morals to anchor them to help them survive. Uh, the, the, the adults are tend to be kind of like going into retirement. That, so they're also stable. It's very stable. It's boring. But it's, but it, 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 it's kind of a good place to be from. You know what I'm talking about? It's not necessarily yeah. a good place to live in, especially when you're young. There's nothing really to do. It's well, and like I said, from. even from a practical standpoint, right. like you need a career, you need to make yeah. money to live. Yeah, you, you can't, can't stay. You can't stay You can't there. stay. No, there's nothing. You can't stay. If you stay, you'll stagnate. You, but it's a good place to be from. Like, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a launch pad. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not like disparaging because like everybody's experience is different. I just said like personally, I'm not real into that kind of stuff. You know, just saying. <laughs> just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chick Corea just died. Holy shit! What he Who was? was that? He is still alive. He's a jazz musician. Oh. Very famous. Um, I didn't even realize he was still alive. Was he a Scientologist? He was a Scientologist, wasn't he? I don't know. Am I totally wrong about that? I'm pretty sure Chick Corea was a Scientologist, or he was like at some point. John Smith had a better place to be from than to have to go back to. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's that. Yeah, every time you go back, you enjoy your. I go back, I'm, I'm happy for a while, and then, then I then I talk to some people, and I'm there for a few days, and I realize why I left. I says, man, that place hadn't changed. I kind of feel, everybody <laughs> I know that came from a town like that, they yeah. say the exact same thing. Yeah, you, lo- you love it to be back, and a few days later, you're like, oh, yeah, I you're forgot. Like, yeah, yeah, I forgot. This is why I left. This is why I don't live here anymore. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, it's fine if you're older, like, yep. it's fine if you're, like, retired, or... <laughs> You know, you're not. You don't have to work anymore. You don't like want to go out and do anything anymore, or anything like that. Like that's fine, you know. But mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't like that kind of stuff. But I know people do. And like I said, um. Oh, it's been about a year. Okay, Chick Corea died of a year. Ago. Oh. Okay. I didn't like. I didn't realize. I don't even know who that is. Well. I'm don't, not into jazz music. I didn't know who that. Well, is. I wasn't either, but I still know who that is. Never heard of. <laughs> He's very famous. It sounds like a Japanese chef or something. No, it's not. Okay. It's not. Tom does Tom doesn't know a lot of stuff. <laughs> and he's like proud of not knowing it. No, I don't get it. <laughs> Lance Bass is from Jones County. Really? Yeah. Oh fucking right. The free state of Jones. Is he really? Yes indeed. What's Lance Bass up to these days? I feel like mm. I haven't seen him in a long time. Didn't he like that was the one. He was in that boy band. What the fuck was that boy band? Mm-hmm. Which boy band was he in? I don't remember. So is Ray Walston from My Favorite Martian. Holy shit. I remember yeah. that guy. That guy's not still alive, is he? I feel like he was old back then. So is Parker Posey, actress. She was in uh, Blade 3, and, and she was uh, played, uh, she was in, uh, what do you call it? In Sync, thank you. Yeah. I she, couldn't remember that played, boy band. She uh, played... Yeah. Dr. Smith and the new Netflix fucking Lost in Space. I knew her. She was a friend of mine. Yeah. She ended up moving to... Uh, I was I knew mostly her twin brother. Her twin brother hung out with him a lot more than her. But Parker was fucking cute. And Parker's not her... 
real first name. That's her middle name, Parker. Her first name is Missy. Her name is Missy Parker Posey. She was cute as a bug back in the day. Well, last time I saw her, she was still pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she looks she looks kind of hard now. You know what I mean? It looks, like, it looks like, I don't know. It looks real hard and tough. Well, you know, people get old. Mm-hmm. It happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ray Walston was also Mr. Hand from Fast Times at Ridgemont yeah, High. Yeah, Mr. Right. Hand. That's right. Jeff Spicoli. Well, that was Sean Penn. Yeah, yeah. John. John but, yeah, John. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Hand. I got tools, man. I can fix it. I can fix it. That's after that car got fucking dull. I can fix it. I can. We can fix. Yeah, I can fix it. <laughs> the motherfucker was crumpled up. I don't think we ever. <laughs> did we ever review Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I fucking we love that movie. Yeah, yeah you know what I we should do. We re- should do a whole. I feel like we should do a whole '80s teen movie thing. I've been thinking about this for a while. Because I've been wanting to do Valley Girl for a really long time. Yeah. Ever since I saw that they added it, I think HBO Max maybe added it or something. I was like really excited because I haven't seen it in a long time. And I love Valley Girl. Valley Girl, that's Nicolas Cage when he was really young. And then you could do all the like John Hughes movies. You could do Pretty in Pink and Some Kind of Wonderful and Weird Science. You could do all that kind of stuff. And then you could do Fast Times at Ridgemont High because that's a fucking great movie. That's a great movie. Like if fucking Sean Penn was in it, Jason, Jennifer Jason Lee, you know. Good fucking movie. We should do that. You know, we've done, like, all the 30s monster movies. Yeah. We've done... I feel like that was one Well, if you want to do all genre the genre that we then haven't that done. That means we got to do Breakfast Club. we got to do Pretty yeah, and Pink. Yeah, Breakfast Club would be good, too. Pretty and Pink. And then, then it starts going into, well, we got to do Weird Science, too. Well, to see, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, okay, we can do it. How about a nice, greasy pork sandwich yeah. served in a dirty ash? And what was the one, Relentless? That was a, that was that other Judd Nelson flick where he played a psycho in there. Relentless, wasn't it? Remember that one? It was like his last... I kind of remember what you were... So, yeah, uh, then, it was called Relentless. Well, see, then we might be getting into like when they were a little bit older because yeah, then it'd be like yeah, St. Elmo's that. Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like St. Elmo's Fire, don't get me wrong, but yeah. that was kind of like college graduates just going out. That yeah. wasn't high school students anymore, but I still do like that movie. But what the... Yeah, Judd... Um, man, what was that one? I know what you're talking about. I don't... Yeah. Maybe that's what it's called. I can't remember. Uh, Tom Sykes said you already did Weird Science, didn't you? I don't, I don't think, th- I don't did, think no. we did. I don't remember doing Weird Science. Yeah. Graham says, Graham still rubs one out when Phoebe Cates gets out of the pool. Phoebe Cates. <laughs> when I was in Korea, when oh. I was in the army in Korea, the Katusas, which are the Korean army augmentation, U.S. Army. In other words, they were the Koreans, soldiers that served with us as interpreters. They spoke English and Korean. They had this thing for Phoebe Cates, man. They still had posters and shit of Phoebe Cates. They were loving Phoebe Cates as if that happened just yesterday. And that was already like I mean, that's seven okay. years before. And they're still, when you're young, you're like, dude, man, that was a long time ago. And they're just, oh, yeah, She's an old bat now. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, she hadn't made anything in a long time. Right. She hadn't made anything in a long time. They were talking about... Phoebe Cates from Fast Times at Richmond High. And this yeah. is fucking 1991. Well, it made a big impression. It made a big impression in Korea. Yeah. For some reason. Because in 91, they were still talking about her. I kind of feel like people were still talking about it in the early 90s here, too. Yeah. And Just they, saying. Because, uh, you know, It made a big impression. Corporal Sung is like, I love uh, Phoebe Cates. And I was like, what? Who? 
Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates, come on. Oh, she was in Gremlins. Girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her. Her oh. dad died in the chimney yeah, on, yeah. on Christmas. Come on. And then the other crew, like, yeah, you know, Phoebe Cates, you know, they, 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 they were all in. They, you fucking, you That's know. so funny. Yeah, Phoebe Cates. They know all about Phoebe well, Cates. Well, it's really. They it's, had a po- he had a poster of Phoebe Cates in his fucking, in his, uh, what you call it, in his uh, dorm room, like a barracks room. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. Like, it's not funny because Phoebe Cates is adorable, but it's just yeah. like, it's funny how, like, because there's a million, like, girls that are adorable and there's a million, like, yeah. scenes like that. So it's just, like, funny how just yeah. one in that particular, one. Yeah. like, really, like, strikes a lot well, of people, like, in a certain Well, I looked at Phoebe Cates way. at the time. I remember looking at that poster at the time and I was like, she looks a little bit Korean. So maybe that's why. She looks like, she looked like the kind of girls that Korean guys dream about, but that they're Korean girls. She does slightly look a little bit Asian. Little bit, she looks a little bit Korean. I don't know if she is. I Probably think she's not. Caucasian. Isn't she? I have no idea. I, I don't... It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise I don't me monitor was, the races of celebrities. It, 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 wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if she was Hapa, maybe. She might have been half Korean. I don't fucking know. Zach look- says, Is Fast Times known for anything besides the boob scene? All kinds of I mean, I kind of feel like that's the main thing that it's known for. Um, but it's also known for the whole exchange between Jeff Spicoli, Sean Penn, very young, and uh, Mr. Hand in the cl- about the pizza and about this is our time and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of like the other famous one. But it's just uh, all around, it's a good movie. Like it's a good high school slice of life kind of movie. And it um, kind of, I think the thing that set it apart a little bit, at least for me, like seeing it around the time. I don't know if I saw it at the time it came out, but maybe a year or two afterward. It actually, it's funny, but it, like, took things, like, seriously, like, abortion and stuff like that. And it, like, actually addressed that kind of stuff, like, in a sort of matter-of-fact way, which a lot of the John Hughes-y type of movies didn't really do. So I feel like it was a little bit slightly edgier, maybe. I don't know. But that's just how I perceived it at the time. That's how I perceived it at the time. But it's still, like, a good movie, though. I really liked it. Um, I feel like it's kind of... I haven't seen it in a long time, but I kind of feel like it's sort of episodic, maybe. But like I said, it's kind of like a slice of life sort of movie, which there was a lot of those going around. Louis says, I think I sent you guys Fast Times along with The Breakfast Club about two years ago. Yeah, I think you might have. I know you for sure sent us Breakfast Club and I don't and I really apologize because I don't think we ever reviewed it. I don't know why we didn't, because I love that movie. Honestly, I could probably even review it without even watching it again, because I've seen it so many times. But I don't know. I've kind of been wanting to do... Because we got back into Grease the other day, like we watched Grease and Grease 2, and then like the other night, I think it was maybe last Friday night after the Sidetrack show, we actually watched the live the live Grease that they did on Fox or whatever the fuck it was. Um, we watched that again. And so I was kind of thinking, man, we should do like some 80s teen movies like i said we should do valley girl and we should do some other because we did like night of the comet which is kind of like a horror movie but i like that movie well yeah i like that movie it was a lot better than i thought it was gonna be yeah well like i said we should definitely do valley girl because i haven't seen that in a long time and i really like that movie and like i said that was like very young nicholas cage and louis said he sent us breakfast club yeah, and, I have it right here. And maybe it. Fast Times at Ridgemont High as well. I'm pretty sure I don't he's, think we got Fast Times. I'm, I'm positive you sent us Breakfast Club. I don't know about Fast Times at Ridgemont yeah, High, we didn't, but yeah. We didn't, we didn't do that one. No, we, we never did. Okay, I gotta go. That's what I said. I yeah. feel really bad because yeah. it's like, I remember he sent yeah, that. It, 
and Louis, I was excited Louis, because I love that movie. If you sent any shit we didn't do, man, fucking remind me, and I'll go in there and get it. Because there were times, there were times where fucking like seven videos would all show up at once, and we try, I try to get them, but then some of them would get pushed to the back. Other stuff would happen. I'll go back and get them. We're not real organized. Not here, real as organized you can tell. sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> we're it not might happen. It, it might that shit might arrive on a day where we were busy, you know, and then it was just got pushed to the back. I've forgotten about. El Padrino said, Hollywood Shuffle and I'm Gonna Get You Sucka. Please oh, review man. these. I, oh, I'm I Gonna Get You Sucka was oh, good. Oh, I really liked that movie. I did too. Fucking dude, fucking pimp comes out of prison with his fucking fish tank fucking platform shoes. That's right. I remember that. People are laughing at him and he starts running. And, that. Yeah, that was a fucking great flick. I remember that shit. This shit was fucking funny. I haven't man. seen that in so long. But yeah, yeah I remember really liking that a lot. Oh my God. I didn't, Phoebe Cates is married to Kevin Klein. I didn't know that. How long have they been married? That's crazy. Yeah, Otto from Fish Called Wanda. Yeah, that's that's what I know Kevin Klein's been in a million things, but yeah, that's what I always remember him from too. Because I love Fish Called Wanda. That's one of my favorite <laughs> comedies, actually. And I don't like a lot of comedies. But Senior like Sticks is asking you if you're a pink lady. Sure, why not? Yeah, uh, evidently uh, they're having a whole series, musical series on Netflix called Pink Ladies, and it's the it's the backstory to the Pink Ladies. I'd watch that. Greece. Well, wait, wait, I, no, 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 it wasn't Netflix. It's one of the other ones, like fucking Peacock or something. Or everybody's got their own series. Yeah. But like I said, that's kind of cool though. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a pain in the ass if like a series you want to watch isn't on the awesome. a, a one that you have. Yeah. But I like that it's that. It looked good. I saw the trailer. That's it what I'm good. saying. It looked good. After we watched, for some reason, after we watched Grease, somehow my Xbox knew about that, and I got the ad for that new. Grease series on YouTube. Ain't that some shit, huh? Well, I don't know. I think maybe they were just sending that to everybody because I kind of feel like awful that's something. Co- that's a big coincidence. Zach says, I always think of Kevin Klein as the crazy dude Meryl Streep bangs in Sophie's Choice. Oh, yeah, that too. I don't know why. I just always think of him as, as Otto from Fish Called Wanda. Apes don't read philosophy. Oh, Chris Rock was in In I Gonna Get You Sucker, man. I gotta go see that again, man. I haven't seen that in like forever. I haven't forever. seen it since, since it came out. I saw it like right after it came out on VHS. This shit was fucking hilarious. John Smith said, I mainly associate the 80s with John Hughes movies, which looking back on it, they're kind of fucked up. Yeah, some of them are. Some of them are. Um, we didn't really think about it at the time, I guess, like in the 80s. But if you watch them now, there's some stuff in there that's a little bit... I don't love... Uh, the stuff from was it Pretty in Pink or no? It was actually Sixteen Candles. I don't love the stuff with Long Duck Dong. That's a little bit racist. A little bit. Who was Long Duck Dong? He was the he was their exchange student. Um, he was staying with her family. I don't remember this. Oh my goodness! And uh, your series was this? No, it's not a series. It's oh, a movie. It's Sixteen Candles. Oh, the yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. They had the fake Japanese guy. Yeah. 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 And, well, you um, know what though? That was just the way it was. Remember, remember Swan from Mad TV? No, I didn't watch Mad TV. Oh man, no, Mad TV had some good, had some good skits. Swan was it was it was a Caucasian comedian, comedian chick. She was kind of heavy set. She would dress up as a Korean woman named Swan. I mean, I remember you showing me that, but oh, I never, man, I never watched that. Funny, and she could do the accent and everything. And she got robbed or something. She's talking to the police, and she's like, "Well, can you give a description?" Because she, he was a man. 
But what did he look like? He looked like a man. <laughs> well, what kind of man did he look like? It, like like a man. Look like a man. <laughs> and she went on forever. It looked like a man. You, you guys, it, it was just a great skit, you know. But uh, that's just that's just kind of what they used to do back then, you know. You, you could dress up as any race or ethnic group and fucking, you know, impersonate them and do a comedy skit. But it was just supposed to be comedy. But the Long Duck Dong character you're talking about, I remember that. It was just that it was cringy. It was very cringy. It was just kind of cringy. I mean, at least yeah. he got wasn't a, that he well, got a girlfriend at the end. Yeah, it just wasn't that. There was well a little done. bit of transphobia in there too. Yeah. But like I said, that's to be expected because it was the 1980s. They didn't really know any better. But oh. the thing that bothered me the most, the the John Hughes movies didn't really bother me. The one thing that bothered me even at the time was actually from Revenge of the Nerds, which I don't think was John Hughes. That wasn't John Hughes, was it? I don't know. Revenge of the Nerds, there's that scene where the where the nerd, like, dresses up in the costume of the jock boyfriend of one of the hot sorority girls and has sex with her under false pretenses because she thinks it's the boyfriend. Yeah. And then, like, somehow she's like, oh, well, he was good, so it was okay. And I was just like, that's kind of not okay, though. I mean, nowadays, like, that's not, that's not good. And, like, even at the time, I was like, dude, gross. Like, what are you even doing? What was it again? You don't remember that scene, like, in Revenge of the Nerds? What? What? What was the scene? <laughs> I just explained it. I was kind of zoning out, I guess. I did. I was still thinking Well, how about, about you listen to me instead of, like, just asking me to repeat everything three or that. four times? Don't worry about it then. <laughs> I don't remember what you're talking about. I'm trying to remember it. It's a very famous scene in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. And I, it's, it's like, now I have to repeat it because yeah, you weren't yeah. listening. Yeah. You're not going to listen. Scene? You're not going to listen this I'm time either. No, okay. So See, why should I bother? Okay, you're not going to listen Whatever. this time either. Whatever. Why well, I got to repeat myself three times. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a very famous scene. I don't know. I don't. Which one is it? Which one? <laughs> what? What? Wh- which scene? I didn't it really hear It ain't the goat. <laughs> That's what I say every time he's being like an old man because back in, okay, this, I'm going to explain this joke. Back in 1993, I went and saw the first Jurassic Park in the movie theater with me and my friend uh, whose name was also Jen. So we went and saw Jurassic Park and sitting right behind us was this very, very elderly couple, which I'm not shitting. It's like, okay, they have the right to go to movies too. But they were like watching the movie and they were like, the guy was clearly not really knowing what was going on in the movie. Like ever, I don't know if he was deaf or couldn't really see all that good or something. So like his wife had to keep like explaining like what was happening in the movie because he was like, what's going on? Like he was always like that. And he, I guess he couldn't hear all that well because he was talking like in a normal volume. And he was also helping everyone in the theater by telling everybody what was happening in the movie, even though we could all very clearly see what was happening in the movie. So the one part where the dinosaur, like where they put the goat out, like as the bait and like the dinosaur eats the goat, the old guy goes, it ate the goat, like really loud. And me and my friend just like fucking cracked up. So like every time- like Alzheimer's. That's what I'm saying. So like every time like some- Every time somebody, like, is watching a movie and they're just, like, they don't know what's going on or something like that, I always think, it ain't the goat, because that guy is just, like, I'm just, like, yes, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. We all saw that it ate the goat. Thank you very much for pointing that out. I was in the movies one time with Jen, (laughs) and they were 
people talking. Oh remember my God! That? People talking. A couple we were saying. I remember what. I and remember Jen what movie us, it was. It was Antlers. Yeah, Jen told him, "Will you please stop talking in the goddamn movie?" And that fucking woman was so indignant that you stopped her from talking. They left. You're so entitled, this and that, and I'm just don't fucking there. talk in a movie theater watching your own fucking house. Yeah, you can do that now. Yeah, Ugh. stream that shit. Well, see, that's what I mean. It's just yeah. kind of like, look, if you want to talk during the movie, that's your prerogative. But do it in your own fucking house. Yeah. If you're out in public around other people who actually paid to watch the fucking movie, then shut the fuck up. I don't understand why people can't shut the fuck up for two fucking hours. What's so funny is that we had that AMC. Uh, we had we had that AMC Stubbs program, which for, you pay twenty bucks a month, and you get, I think you got to see what was it four movies a month, or is it more? Or is it no, three, it was three, three movies, movies a week. week. That's right, three movies. a it week. It was a good deal. Yeah, we I would still we have would go it all the time. But if I one away. if I wasn't poor, and two if it wasn't so far. Yeah, so fucking far away. Because it's like it was a good deal. Three movies a week. Yeah. That's like that's yeah. uh, that's a fucking deal. But boy, we started burning out on those movies, man. I, I fucking it's. it's it was, it's almost too many movies, if you ask me. It was fun for a while. Um, but what's so weird about it is like how dead the theater was most of the time. If it wasn't the weekends, the fucking... The theater well, I mean, we dead. went in the middle of the week usually. Well, we yeah. went in the middle of the week for that very reason. Because there yeah, wouldn't be want a, bunch of a bunch of people. Because people are loud and yeah. won't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Which is why I like to go see movies when there's no fucker right. in there. Because people can't keep their fucking mouth shut. The, for be, two the hours. best experience Clearly. really was the, the Dolby Theater. You selected yeah. on a Dolby Theater, uh, kind of like on a slightly off night, and uh, but, but man, we did that for a couple years, didn't we? Yeah. Well, yeah, because we used to review yeah. them. Right. I gotta say, most of those movies are totally forgettable. Most of them were... Yeah, like, some of them most, were good, but you didn't really, most, like... Most of them didn't stick with you. No, not really. And you, the ones that really didn't stick with me, this is going to piss some people off. The ones I would interest, instantly forget was anything MCU. Anything fucking Marvel Universe. I'd forget it almost instantly. They, they just lack soul. They were fun to watch in the way that it'd be like fun to ride on a roller coaster or something but they they weren't you didn't learn anything from them they weren't real life changing in a certain way you know what i mean they, they weren't they didn't have any kind of deeper meaning and they were just it was just kind of fluff they made very little impression on me some of the ones that made a good impression on me were little two-bit independent films like the kid that got that his parents made him to go to the Pray the Gay Way fucking program. Yeah. That was fucking fun to watch. That was that. Was I liked that good. movie. Yeah. It made me um, angry, but I liked that movie. Yeah. Because that was based on a true story. Dennis Quaid flick where the dude's still living Intruder. in the house. Intruder. Intruder. I still liked yeah. it. And that's like a fucking... That's like a fucking... Night. Boy Erased was the one that you were talking about before. Yeah, the Boy Pray Erased. Boy, Boy Erased, erased. yeah. Um, and then Intruder, which was kind of like a Lifetime movie, really. Like something made for Lifetime. But it, I liked it. Um, I liked the fact that it leaned into the it pulpiness. Knew what it was. Yeah, it's like we're just gonna be like a lifetime movie, but yeah. on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, and we're just gonna like be as ridiculous as possible. Yeah. I'm like, I respect that choice. I yeah. respect that choice. Um, another one, another one that I liked was the <laughs> that was that Keanu Reeves movie that bombed. The one about the clones. I oh, liked it. Oh right. I liked it. I kind of remember that one. Yeah. What the fuck was turn out his, his turn out his whole family was clones. Yeah, and shit. yeah. I kind of remember that one. Yeah. What the fuck was the name of that movie? I don't know. 
But it was like a. It ha- I feel like it had a one name, one yeah, word. Yeah, but it was and, like it was like the worst movie he ever made. It didn't make any money. The boss. It wasn't that bad. But no, they they claimed it was the worst one. It didn't make any money. Yeah. But I liked the movie. I thought it, it was, was all right. Yeah, it was. I didn't love it. It was, it was like an old right. '90s movie. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah, it, it reminded like me of like a '90s movie, like Hackers yeah. or something. Yeah. Um. Trying to think what else stood out. I liked a lot of the cartoons. Midsummer stood stood out. Well, that's Ari Aster stuff. So yeah, uh, fighting with that. my family stood out. I still love that movie. <laughs> um, I really like fighting with my family. I, I like that too. I, I got, that was great. I got that one on Blu-ray. Um, just a lot of those movies didn't really have character. Nothing that would really make it stick with you. Uh, a lot of the horror movies were kind of generic. Even though they were enjoyable at the time, they just didn't really Well, make it kind it of takes a lot. And I love horror movies. Yeah. I will watch them all day long. You know, if you paid me to do that, I totally would, and I'd be totally happy doing that. But a lot of them I like, but they don't, like, make yeah. a huge impression. And yeah. the ones that make a huge impression are kind of idiosyncratic. Like, a lot of times yeah. I can't really articulate, like, why per- one, like, particular one stuck with me and other ones didn't. Like, we were talking on Wednesday, I think some people were talking about that movie Censor because somebody recommended it. And I said that was absolutely one movie that I watched and that really stuck with yeah. me. Or- and But then somebody else said that they thought it was terrible. And I was like, well, you know, that's fine too. But I really, really like that movie. It the really Art of me. Self-Defense made a huge impression on me. Went right out and bought it. Jenny was amazed that I liked that flick. Because I thought you would hate it. She thought I'd hate it. No, I, she says she can't She can't predict what I'm going to like. But no, I, I thought it was hilarious, but I, I thought he would hate it. <laughs> a no good writing and good storytelling when I see it. And that, that was fucking awesome. Excellent. And that dude, the dude, the dude that directed and wrote that shit... From what my understanding, based on what people told me, like he was like diametrically opposite to the kind of guy that I am. But that doesn't mean I'm not gonna like his shit. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, fucking right. That was a great movie. Um, great storytelling and truth in it. A lot of truth in it. Yeah. Um, he so might have he- a slightly different interpretation of the truth because I have a different interpretation. I was in a warrior cult called the <laughs> called the U.S. Army Infantry and Recon Platoons. But yeah, that's kind of it. That's what he's talking about, you know. Uh, people, he's just seeing it from a slightly different per- perspective. But it is funny. Yeah, it is funny. Fuck it. But here's the thing: I kind of feel like yeah. you don't necessarily have to have experienced something to be able to convey a truth about that something. Yeah. Well, it I, depends on the person. You know what I mean? I did a little bit of research, and evidently, he said it. Had, it, it he was afraid. Of manly man stuff. That it bothered him. Like going to the gym and shit like that. So that's really what the movie was about. I kind of know what he's talking about. You yeah. kind of feel fear when you join an army. And you start going into this damn machine that's about fucking getting you killed. I understand exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> and well, there is an, an amount of fakeness to it. But not really. And what he's talking about is fucking... He's talking about the Black Dragon Society. They were like that, too. And fucking... Oh, what's his name? Uh, what was his name? The Count dude, Dante. Yeah, Count Dante. So he's got that mixed in there, you know? Uh, so he did a little bit of research that there were guys like this. 
you know, in, in Chicago, in martial arts. And they killed people. They did. They made bombs and shit. Mm-hmm. But they were dorks. They were fucking crazy, too. It's all part of the... So Which, like I said, with fiction. somebody that's like a writer like me, yeah. you see something like that and they're like, oh, I could absolutely write exactly. a story about that. Exactly. So, yeah, this is fucking wild fucking shit, but this that shit like this happened in real life. And it, it should be discussed. And you should enjoy it. <laughs> Well, and what I was going to say, too, was that creative people, people that write novels or movies or whatever, even if they haven't necessarily experienced every single thing that they're writing about, that doesn't mean that they can't understand it. And and that doesn't mean that they can't universalize that experience because, you know, um, people's experiences are not really as different as you think. And it's like, even if you haven't done this specific thing, you might have done something that was kind of comparable and so you could kind of like read yourself into that because you're like, well, I did something kind of like that. Well, because like you were saying about, you know, being like, um, you know, feeling like fake or being like afraid to do this and that. It's like everybody has had that sensation yeah. on some level. It's ever, everybody yeah. has that kind of like imposter syndrome kind of thing. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm not good enough to do this or, you know, all these people here are better than me or something like I feel like 99.9% of humans can relate to that on some level. Yeah. So it's like you don't have to have necessarily done that particular thing to like relate to that story. And I feel like the best writers are good at taking a very specific story and like universalizing it so everybody can yeah. relate to that same yeah. thing. Yeah, Gra- Graham, Grampers, having been a, been a part of a fucking police unit, you would, you would like Art of Self-Defense. You'll know exactly what they're talking about. It's, uh, you, it, that movie will, you'll, you'll understand it and you'll, you'll have a good takeaway from it. Um, and I thought it was from an odd, odd source based on what I've heard about the guy who wrote it and who directed it. You, you wouldn't, he's like uh, real fucking soy, you know, is what you would call it today. But no, he got it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to give a man credit where credit is due. Now, he's, he might have a little bit different takeaway than I have, but everybody has a different perspective on things. But well, yeah, once you put right. your art out into right. the world, yeah. like people can, real good writing, real good writing. I mean, like I said, people can kind yeah. of like tailor it to their own experience, yeah. and you can take what you want from it. That's mm-hmm. kind of the whole point of art, I thought. Yeah, some people might say, "Well, hey, man, that's that's like anti-karate or anti-martial arts." No, really, the way it ends, it's not though. It came back around and said and kind of saved karate and martial arts as fucking it kind of saved its honor and put a better person in charge she was female but so what she actually embodied what the what martial arts was when the dude that was holding that particular woman down and doing all this weird shit he didn't really embody what martial arts was and then there were several generations of dudes that were faking the fuck and killing each other you know, um, committing murder to get this dojo to be what it was, which was kind of like a violence porn cult where you go out and commit crimes and fuck people up on video to sell the videos. <laughs> it even had a crematorium to fucking burn up the bodies. It was some fucking bizarre. That's not martial arts. And know? they and they killed the dogs. So. And they killed the dogs to replace it with tougher dogs. And I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> They killed the dog to replace it with to another dog to that. toughen up, toughen up, old boy. You know, and 
Because <laughs> his dog wasn't manly His enough. dog wasn't manly enough. And then you find out the dude that runs the dojo picked the pussy because the, the new pussy fucking recruit, because actually the leader of the dojo was just like that before he became who he was. So he was seeing himself in the new guy, um, which it was... Some people say, well, it's toxic masculinity. Yeah, well, yeah. That happens. <laughs> yeah. That happens. All right. It's a monument to the fragile male ego, that whole fucking movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, how, put, and how it can go horribly awry. I wouldn't put it that way. <laughs> it, was, it was... Well, hey, that's what I took from it, yeah, and well, that should be just as valid what it was, as it, what you took from it. It was how nerds okay, <laughs> can get involved in shit like this and slowly work themselves up into a frenzy where they're not the good guys anymore. Okay. Well, yeah, and we've that's, seen that happen in real life. Yeah, so. that's what they're talking about. Yeah, nerds um, are not always the good guys. No, nah, right. There's well, nerds working themselves into a frenzy in a, in a warrior cult, and they're now fucking basically criminals. Uh, well, they are criminals. Well, the thing know, that yeah. it's kind of showing is yeah. that... It's not good going from one extreme to yeah. another. Like, if you're just this kind of like, oh, you don't even want anything to do with, you know, this super masculine or whatever you want to call it kind of shit. I wouldn't and call you're it like, that. A, no, yeah. I'm just saying that yeah. you're like afraid of that. And then, like, if I'm just like, it's not any better to take things to the total other extreme and just yeah. like start out and go and killing people and yeah. just being an asshole for no reason. It was about nerds in a warrior cult. Becoming criminals, not for any kind of goal-directed violence, but to just make videos of it so they could feel better about themselves. Right. You know, they weren't trying fragile to achieve ego. any kind of mission, really. Fragile ego. You know, uh, I don't... That was Fragile ego. I don't think it had anything to do with ego. I think it had to do with fucking the desire, evil desires, really. Them trying to be stronger than they were and their interpretation of what strength was was to make money off of making other people su suffer for no higher goal. You know what I mean? So, no, that's not what that is. Soldiers kill people because they're ordered to, to win a war, which supposedly is supposed to achieve a higher goal, which is to protect your people from evil. Turns out, most of the time, that's not actually what's going on, okay? Including wars I was involved in. They tell you one thing. But then it turns out, no, it's not what it was. It was about enriching certain corporations inside the damn military-industrial complex. Now, they tell you, well, we're going to bring democracy to these people. No, you're not. No, you're not. The democracy will be... They don't want that. That's going to be rejected. All right? They want their culture, not yours. All right? This is, so where's the evil... Or where's, where's the fragile ego? At the bottom or at the top? The fragile ego is at the top, probably where you have elite people thinking that the outside world wants the American way. They don't. They want their own cultures. They don't want our culture. They look at our culture and think, no, that's bad. We don't want that. So, you know, but that's the Hold on, I'm going to rest you. Granther says, some 80s movies are a little cringy now. The Blue Lagoon. Oh, yeah, I remember oh, that. Oh, yeah, man, i got to see that one again. I Porn on a truck. Porn on a tropical island with adolescent actors. Yes. Yeah. No, I gotta see. I gotta see uh, Blue Lagoon again. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. That was the movie we were watching before we went to Mammoth Mountain at Lois's house. Louis says, "I remember that shit being cringy as fuck. It was cringy then. 
Yeah, was, I remember it being pretty cringy. Uh, Louis said, Jenny, I can't remember if you reviewed Smile. I haven't yet. I did watch, I don't usually do this, but I accidentally, <laughs> I had, I think, um, who was it that it was, was it Brian Hollinger? I can't remember, but somebody did a video about Smile and it was in my watch later and I just had my little watch later playlist on while I was doing something else and it played. So I might've had the ending spoiled, but um, on the plus side, I don't really remember like what happened at the end. Not much, but I'm, I mean, I'll still watch it anyway. It does sound good, but I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Just like any other demon possession film. I mean, it reminded me, just from the way the person was describing it, like, reminded me of... And I don't know. I haven't seen it. But it sounded to me like somebody took, like, the script of the Babadook and, like, kind of copied and pasted. But maybe I'm totally off. I'm totally off. Maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, nerds. I can't believe he doesn't remember that fucking scene in fucking Revenge of the Nerds. Like I said, that fucking weirded me out back at the time. Maybe it didn't weird dudes out. I kind of feel like maybe that's why, like, Tom probably saw that back in the 80s, and he's like, yeah, whatevs. But it's like, I'm a girl. So it's like, I saw that back in the 80s. I'm like, dude, that's not cool. It's like, I don't really like the idea of, like, some rando, like, dressing up as my boyfriend and, like, having sex with me and then being like, oh, ta-da, it's somebody else. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not okay. That's not okay. But yeah, it's like, in the movie, like, it was totally okay. And I was just like, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> like, I don't even, like, back then, I didn't even like that. Um, John Smith said, a good movie, you should go in absolutely blind, soft, and quiet. Oh, okay, I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna write that down. You know that one? No, but I'm just, I'm What is soft down. and quiet? What's that about? It's a movie, I don't okay. know. But he said you should go in totally blind. I like to yeah. go into most movies totally blind. Right. I mean, I'll usually have, like, a, an impression, like, oh, a lot of people are talking about this movie or a lot of people like this movie or something like that. But that's usually as much as I like to go into it. I used to, like, watch stuff with my own kind of thing. Now, we're talking about, since we were talking about uh, Art of Self-Defense and we were talking about Jesse Eisenberg, yeah. uh, once again, we should recommend Vivarium. Which oh, yeah. That was another movie that yeah. made a big impression on me. Made a big impression and on like me. And like I too. said, maybe other people would see it and they'd just be like, meh, whatever. But it's like for some reason that just hit all my sweet spots. I really, really, really liked that movie. On a a lot. Yeah, it shows you some shit on a bunch of different levels. It was very Twilight Zone y. Yeah. It was just very, I just was really into the whole some, vibe it was putting across. Some people get abducted by a fucking trans dimensional parasite slash kind of like monster that makes you raise its children. And you raise its children in an accelerated fashion of the way humans raise their children. So it's almost kind of like there's an analogy between what's happening in this other dimension and what happens to to you when you have a family. It's just that it's accelerated a lot. It's a weird movie. And I like, too, that it also kind of explored... Yeah. Because it was almost like an exaggerated version of like what having a real human kid was like, yeah. where it's just kind of like you have this kid and they're just like right. screaming and needy and shit like that, like yeah. all the time. But it's like a hundred times worse. Yeah, it takes you into another dimension. It looks like <laughs> suburbia, and you got to raise its child. It looks a human, but it's not human. I just got into the whole look of that. Yeah. I just got into the whole idea of that. I'm like, this yeah. is. I don't know. There was something about that that really. I loved like, it. I loved it. And it's an really, Irish movie. The yeah, Irish it was the, knocked, the Irish director. The yeah. Irish knocked it out of the fucking park. Man, it that was a great movie. That was one, that was another one that affected me because I learned from it. See, I got to learn from you. 
know what I'm talking about? And then I, I'll remember, I'll retain it, and I'll want to watch it multiple times. And that one, that one blew me away. So other people would see it and go, eh, ain't nothing to it. Well, you got to look at it more deeply. You got to well, think about it. Well, and you think everybody's about it. different, too. Yeah, so it's like, I understand it. that, you know, movies that really resonate with me particularly aren't necessarily... That's why I'm really hesitant, like, even on my on my own reviews. Like, I'm always really hesitant to, hesitant to like, recommend movies to other people. Because I'm like, bitch, I don't know you, really. Yeah. So it's like, you might love this, you might hate it, you might just be like, meh, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, then you'll just be wondering what the fuck... I'm talking about yeah. like why I'm recommending this and it's just kind of like so I don't know it's just like hard for me to do well, I mean my, ar- my army bro Chafino okay from back in the day he saw it he was like what the fuck was that what because I that's I, what I'm saying I recommended it and I, it's just he ran under he ran underneath the curb and I was like yeah man they were in another dimension he's like man it's just dumb but he didn't really I don't think he really got what was happening you well, know, some you, people you now can't look at it on the surface. You got to fucking really think about what the fuck is happening. They're in another. They're in a false dimension, forced to. Re- it's a, it's some based people on, don't like movies like that. Yeah. It's it it's based on the idea of the cuckoo. You lay a you lay a you make a nest and lay eggs in it. Another bird comes and knocks some of your eggs out and puts its eggs in there, and then you raise a fucking another thinking that's bird, your kid, thinking it's your kid, but it's not. Well, that's what happens to these people, but it. The nest is in another dimension. It's a it's an extra dimensional alien of some some sort, like a parasite, it, and it makes parasites that look like humans. It's a fucking wild fucking. It's a wild concept. I liked it because I could almost and it's something that evolved parallel to humans on this planet, a parasitical life form slightly outside this dimension. Well, that's yeah, a, I liked. That's a badass concept. I liked that there was probably yeah. like a whole backstory that it yeah. didn't go into. Like it just yeah. kind of like left it left for it to open. your imagination. Like what would happen if one day this right. happened to you, and there was nothing you could do about it? And they were just normal people. See, I like movies yeah. like that where it's just regular people, and they stumble across this extraordinary situation. Yeah. And they don't know any more than you and the audience yeah. know. So you, yeah. so you, as the audience and the characters in the film are figuring this yeah. shit out. And maybe like the movie doesn't give you all the answers, but that's how it would be like in yeah. real life if this was happening to you. I tend to like movies like that because they don't over-explain things. Based on the back of those two movies, I became an Eisenberg fan. He's got real good tastes when it comes to what kind of project to get involved in. I know he's been in some mainstream movies like Zombieland. I think it's some zombie. I like Zombieland. Yeah. Well, we saw the sequel in the yeah, theater. Yeah, the sequel was good, too. But the first one was good. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay, oh, no, no, no. Commercials. We're going to do the commercials. Okay, people, I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but we got to get commercials in here at some times. I don't listen to her. I don't listen yeah, to her. No shit, if I listened to her, we wouldn't have any commercials. <laughs> okay, so let's play a little bit of commercials. I'm going to talk a little bit. But, uh, no, just on the back of those two movies... Uh, no, Eisenberg fucking impressed me. Like the guy's got really good taste about what, um, what kind of uh, movies to be involved with. He he he's deep. Okay, and if you guys know any other good Eisenberg movies, I've only seen those two and the zombie movies. If you know of any other ones, these come out recently. Go ahead, and drop it in the comment section, and I'll watch those too. Cause I'm a fan of the guy now. All right, I'm back. I'm not waiting for him to get back from the bathroom. Uh, all right. 
El Petrino said, no one ever talks about this one, but I'll throw it out there. Ernest goes to camp. Do you know, I don't think I've ever seen a single Ernest movie. Like, I remember when that was a thing. I remember, didn't he start, he started out as like a commercial pitch man, right? I mean, I remember the commercials and stuff. And then I remember it kind of like segued into movies, but I don't think I ever watched them. Like I said, I'm a real weirdo, like when it comes to comedies. I don't hate comedies. It's just not my go-to genre. And a lot of comedies I just don't find funny. <laughs> like, but then like some comedies, I don't know. It's it's really, idi like, again, idiosyncratic, like which ones I find funny and which ones I don't. Um, Zach says, uh, yeah. Jesse, I, well, I guess he's talking about Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, so damn cute. Also tell him, telling you to watch the social network. I've been trying to get him to watch the social network. Cause it's really, really good. I saw it in the theater actually. What is that? An Eisenberg flick? Yeah. It's about, um, Zuckerberg, like the founder. Okay. Of yeah. Yeah. People recommended that. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. It's I, good. But while you were in the restroom, I was saying that, uh, if you had any good, um, uh, Eisenberg movies to watch that put drop in the comment yeah. section. I'll watch them. I, I, he's he's got to have something that's newer after Vimverium and, um, and yeah, he's I been in some shit, but I can't think of what. It's hard for me to keep up. You right. know what I mean? I because look at that shit. like I said, I I really try hard to keep up with horror shit, but even then, it's just kind of like I don't see everything right away. I only just watched fucking Barbarian like a few months ago, and that you know I still haven't watched. Yeah. Uh, you know, I Skin and Marank, which I've been wanting to watch because everybody's talking about that one, and it's just kind of like I'm like way behind. I only just now watched The Black Phone. That's mm. how behind I am. Which I, when the fuck did that come out? Like last year? Yeah, I only just now got around to watching that. Pretty decent, by the way. Not great, but decent. That was decent. Do I think the Fletch films are funny? I remember um, them being funny. I haven't seen them in a long time, so I don't really know. I'd have to watch them again. I don't rem I remember seeing them back in the day and not thinking they were particularly funny, but like thinking they were like, oh, like chuckle worthy, but not like hilarious. El Padrillo asked me about Deer Hunter, if I liked it or not. I remembered liking it. I, I like that movie, yeah. I, uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, but I gotta say, when it comes to Vietnam movies... The best one overall is going to be Apocalypse Now, especially the 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 extended cut, that new extended cut. That's even better, real good. Even though it's not historically accurate or anything, it's just a. But a good sometimes um, going in a little bit of a more fictional direction gets closer to the truth than something that's actually more symbolically right, spiritually. That's it, what I'm it, saying. Right. Um, which, like Millions. I said, which is why I think, like, movies and novels and stuff like yeah. that are important, because sometimes it can get closer to the truth yeah. than actual truth does. John Milius involved in that, you know. And he's my favorite director, actually. He's Milius. Um, and he's into very Nietzschean-type philosophies and um, apocalypse now, bro. Yeah, that, that's, that actually en encompasses America's war problem. Is that we don't we never after World War Two we never really fought any real wars. They were more like police actions that were half-assed and kind of doomed to fail. The movie says basically symbolically that real war is basically very primitive and tribal, and you really only win you really only win wars when you're at that level. 
And that's why the Taliban kicked our ass out of Afghanistan. Corporations, soulless corporate armies like the U.S. Army can't win against small tribal armies that really believe in what they're doing. Because we don't believe. If we believed, we would just commit genocide and kill them all. But that's not why we're there. We're there to make money. That's what it really is. So, uh, and that's what Apocalypse Now is about. Colonel Kurtz was right, but it drove him crazy. But no, he was right. He became a tribesman, basically, with a bunch of mountain yards and stuff. That's what war really is. It's not what these, what did they call them in the movie? Grocerers. <laughs> Corporate grocerers from the grocery store, you know. Uh, it's not it's messengers from the fucking grocers at the local store to collect the bill. Yeah, that, that's all that is. Anyway, uh, El yeah, Padrino said, "Please recommend new top horror movies. I need to see at least two tonight. Okay. Um, what ones are well, we on the docket? Because yeah. we don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't seen a lot of new ones either. I think the Black Phone is like the most recent one that I've seen. Like I said, I try to keep up, but there's just no way because there's still like a lot of old shit that I want to yeah. watch or rewatch. If you, you know, if you're on the channel, just." A couple of hours before we started this live stream, I put up a video review of the first Coen Brothers movie, Blood Simple, um, which I had been wanting to rewatch for ages because I hadn't seen that shit since the 90s, and it's just as good as I remembered. I don't know anything that's... Uh, nothing really stands out that's like from now, this year. I haven't seen enough of them. In the past few years, I would recommend Midsummer. If you haven't seen that one, if you haven't seen it, see that one. I feel like most people have probably seen that one. We don't know. He's probably I mean, seen well, yeah, I don't know, but I just feel like that's one that a lot of nah, people. No, that's have a rare movie. Seen. I think the average person hasn't seen that. I feel like a but lot of people have seen that. I would see Midsummer, which is. Um, but again, that's like you're either gonna really, really like it or really, really not like it. It's folk horror, Germanic Norse folk horror, and I love folk horror. Yeah, if you like Wicker Man, you'd like Midsummer. Uh, it's good. That's with scary white people and their ancient religions, kind of like the white version of fucking Aztec temples and cutting people's hearts out. It's like that. Yeah, you'd like it though. And um, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to like think of some other stuff. Like I said, the black phone is okay, but I kind of feel like it was. I don't know. I liked it more than I thought it was going to. It was different than I thought it was going to be. And it was darker than I thought it was going to be, which I appreciated. Because um, I remember seeing the trailers for it a lot, and it was like a Blumhouse movie, and I thought it was going to go one way, and I'm just like, oh, it's a little bit different than I thought. But I don't know. Like like I said, it's not... If you're talking about like Blumhouse, Ethan Hawke type of movies, and even like the same director and stuff, I liked Sinister better. But Black Phone was still good. Um, but as I said, if you're, it, it went a lot darker in terms of like showing um, child abuse than I thought yeah. that it was going to. Yeah, see, Padrino hadn't seen fucking that, but he liked Wicker Man. He said it fucked him up. Okay, then if Wicker Man fucked you up. Yeah, if you liked Wicker mm -hmm. Man, then you'll probably like Midsummer because it's along better. the same lines. Same concept, but even better. Yeah. And honestly, like, yeah. I will, if you have Shudder, yeah. I don't know if it's still on there. But there is a fantastic three-plus-hour documentary on there about folk horror, like the entire yeah. history of folk horror movies, and it's so, so good. I need to, like, rewatch it, actually. Midsummer's, Midsummer stars that little cutie from uh, Fighting With My Family. What's Lawrence her? Pugh. Yeah, Pugh. 
Yeah, she's cute as shit in it. All right, and uh, her and she was S- just in uh, Don't Worry, Darling. I haven't seen it. Which her, again, I've been hearing mixed reviews about. I think it got some Oscar nods, but her in this movie, her and some of her classmates go to this cult, kind of like this Norse Germanic cult, to see to to like study them for anthropology, basically. And one thing leads to another. The cult brings them in as guests and shows them all their rituals and shit goes fucking sideways, man. It's a good fucking flick. Weird shit happens in it. You'll see. It's a lot like, a lot like Wicker Man. I mean, Ari Aster is the man. Yeah. I'm just saying. Because yeah. I told you, like, I love Midsummer, but Hereditary is one of my favorite horror movies ever. You know what? I've seen it twice. The first time I didn't like it. The second time I liked it a little bit more. It's kind of like Midsummer, also. Um, yeah, I, I need to see it a couple it's more completely times. different. Yeah, but it's, it's I mean, so that, you can tell that it's the same person that directed yeah, it. Yeah. The thing that I like about it, and Midsummer has this too, is that it really rewards multiple watches because you can see how much like meticulous thought was put into every yeah. single. I liked thing. it. I liked it a lot better on viewing too. Uh, there is so yeah. much shit in weird. that movie. It's weird. It's like it's almost like Kubrick level, yeah. where it's just like all the shit that's going on in the background that's yeah. like not mentioned, and it's just like all yeah. kind of shit. Padrino, like that. if you have if you haven't seen that one, see that one too. What was it called again? Uh, Hereditary. Hereditary. If yeah, see those two. Same and director. like I said, Hereditary is kind of like it's one of those movies that people either think it's the best horror movie ever, like it's or it's one of the best horror movies ever, which I'm in that camp, or people are like it eh, wasn't scary, blah blah blah. Like so, and that's fine. Like you know, people yeah. have their own opinions, but I Hereditary, we saw it in the theater. Tom didn't like it when we saw it in the theater. That movie stressed the fuck out yeah. of me. Like, it gave me both, nightmares. You're going to see both tonight. No, and mids- horror movies never give me nightmares. Midsummer spelled M-I-D-S-O-M-M-E-R. Not A-R. with a U. Oh, A-R. It doesn't have it. He's got it spelled with a... S-O-M-M-A-R. Yeah, he's got it spelled with a U. Midsommar. Yeah, Midsommar. Yeah. And then Hereditary. I would see Midsommar first. It's easier to understand. Hereditary is hard to understand on first viewing. It's scary, but you can't put it together. It's it took me a couple of times. Well, like, you, she, like she said, it's like a Kubrick movie. It's one of those ones yeah. where you really have to pay attention yeah. because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's unspoken. There's a lot of stuff that's going on like between the lines of people's dialogue that's yeah. going on in the background. There's like all kind of stuff that you yeah. really have to. You can't just like watch it in the background and like not no. pay attention to it. You have now, to kind of see Midsummer first because it's it's easier to watch. Hereditary's more expert level. It took, takes Hereditary, couple, like hereditary, I said, yeah. and I and I love horror movies, and horror movies, they don't usually scare me. That movie fucking freaked me the fuck out. It's alien, man. It, it gave me... Yeah, it's weird. It gave me really bad dreams for a yeah, while. It's weird. And that doesn't usually happen. And I know that doesn't happen to everybody. That was just me, but... Yeah, and it's also folk horror, but it's satanic. Yeah. <sighs> Witches, satanic. To be witches. honest, we saw it in the theater, and it's yeah. like it stressed me out. So, like, I was happy because I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited that I actually saw a horror movie that actually yeah. like freaked me out." But then I was like, "I kind of want to watch it again," but I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to watch it again. <laughs> I did eventually, and it was like cause it took me a long time to watch it again because I was like, "Man, I don't want to, f- yeah. I don't want to feel the way that movie made me feel right. again." He but got- I did eventually. Padrino got his- 
Padrino has it, he's going, oh, shit, I got a book, man. I'm going to see him tonight. Yeah. Like I said, just yeah. like just immerse yourself. Yeah. Bit. Well, and I would advise that because I don't know. I kind of feel like there is your sort of, and I'm, like I said, I'm not shitting on it because everybody has their own deal or whatever, but I kind of feel like just people that are into casual horror movies and it's just like they just want to go see something like a James Wan movie or something like that and it's just like you know scary and fun and like there's jump scares and shit like that and then you just go home and well, you don't think like about some, it anymore yeah. which those are fun Yeah. but it's like honestly that was out of that one universe that, that had the damn Mexican fucking ghost that scared the yeah, shit out of me. Yeah, La Llorona. Yeah, La Llorona. That was yeah. from the Conjuring Universe. Conjuring Universe, yeah. Which, like Conjuring I said, universes, that's the one I think those are overrated, but I know a lot of people like those. I mean, the first it's Conjuring mainstream. movie was... Yeah, it's that's mainstream. what I mean. It's, main, it's, good, it's good mainstream, though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's good mainstream. Yeah, they're yeah, good movies. Yeah, I'm not saying good, that. I'm just saying that it's though. like... They're, those are the kind of movies that I'll yeah. go and see that, and I'm like, oh, that was fun. I'll have some popcorn, and then I'll just go home and never think about it again. La Llorona got me. The imagery was good. I was I was I was riveted by it. It the story didn't stick with me, but I, some of those some some of those scenes got me. The visuals. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what happened. Yeah, I couldn't but, tell you what happened. But yeah, like the, the visuals. The visuals got cool. me. With Midsummer and fucking Hereditary, it's the it's the stories and the visuals. It's it's a lot better. It's not as mainstream. You got to think about it. Like, yeah, I like when there's something more to chew on. Yeah. When it's like later on, you're still thinking about that shit. Yeah. Like, you're like, what, what, what Like happened? you can think about like the greater yeah. implications of right, like what yeah. happened in the movie. And it's like, well, what about yeah. this? And what about, like, see, I like that kind of shit. Yeah. I like that kind of shit. I like stuff that leaves an impression. And I don't have, you know, sometimes I just want to watch something fun and turn my brain off. It's like, hey, let's just watch a stupid slasher movie or something like that. That's fine. I like to do that, too. Yeah. But it's like my favorite horror movies, the ones that are really going to leave a lasting impression, are ones that, like that, that, like, yeah. leave me thinking about some shit. Yeah. How long have we been doing the show? Two hours and 20 minutes. Okay. We're getting towards the end. We're going to get us something to eat. Which one to eat? I don't know. What do you got? I got all kinds of stuff. I got ham down there on the bone still. I can make any kind of ham sandwich. I can make fucking ham and cheese omelet. I could, uh, I got fresh biscuit, um, biscuit batter. I can make a ham and I can make a ham and egg sandwich on biscuit. I can do all kinds of shit. Um, I mean, that sounds I, good. It or, does sound, yeah. I got or, ramen, I think. I think or I ramen, ramen sounds I good. I got ramen. I mean, I got, ramen's always um, good. We ate salad already. So yeah, we ate a salad a couple hours before the show. I can come up with some. So, is there any more questions, people? Zach says, "I think Hereditary is one of the most emotional movies I've ever it's seen." It's weird. Too. That it's would make weird. yeah. It's like when I saw it, I felt like somebody kicked my ass. Like yeah, the whole, like afterward. Weird. And well, and like I said, I think you didn't really. The thing it was about too complicated and too well. The vague. thing about horror movies, if yeah. you're gonna like, like it I said, I'm not good. gonna shit on people that just want to casually watch horror movies and yeah. they just want a good time and jump scares and that's fine. That's a whole other thing. But I'm like, I want to get immersed in the shit. Yeah, I want to get. I want you to pull me into this story and freak me the fuck out. Like yeah. make me yeah. believe this. Right. And it's like, so if you're not going to let yourself do that, if you're one of those motherfuckers that's all just like, oh, horror, they never scare me. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not really letting yourself get involved in the experience. 
You know what I mean? You're just, yeah. like, pretending that you're too cool for the shit. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, just let yourself get involved in the shit. Yeah. And, you know, the movie is maybe not successful at doing that. I'm not saying that all movies are. I'm just saying that you have to open yourself up to that experience and, like, let yourself be traumatized yeah. by the shit. Let yourself empathize with the characters let yourself really like, get into the story and like believe that this shit is real otherwise the movie's not going to affect you and it's like why the fuck are you even watching it my experience with it being a basic motherfucker okay I don't know, i'm just gonna say i'm more basic when it comes to movies even though i can appreciate shit to, you know what i mean i know what i'm seeing good shit between with that director and those two movies i would recommend midsummer first because it's a lot easier to follow. It's a lot more direct. Hereditary is kind of like, like you said, it's kind of it's kind of like The Shining. It's it it shows you a bunch of shit. Doesn't explain anything. You got to really pay attention and figure figure it out. And it takes a couple of viewings. It's a great movie. I didn't enjoy watching it the first time. I didn't get it. Well, I didn't enjoy it either, but not right. for the same reason. Yeah. I got it, but I absolutely it made me feel yeah. Midsummer I enjoyed up. I enjoyed it on first viewing because I you know, I enjoyed it on first viewing because it's 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 a lot easier to understand what's happening. The second one is a little bit more expert level. They're both great though. They're both great movies. It's just that that Midsummer, excuse me, that uh, Hereditary is going to take a couple viewings for you to actually fully understand what it is that you just saw. And it's more than what you just thought it was. It seemed yeah, like a lot of random a, shit. But there's, there's a lot. There's a lot in there. It's not spelled out. And some of the shit that they're showing you doesn't make sense until later. You got to think about it. Yeah. Like I yeah. said, you can't just like watch it no. and not think about it. Things are happening and they're not explaining it. So I'd recommend Midsummer first. Yeah, because that one's yeah. a lot more... I mean, that has yeah. some weird shit in it, too. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, but it's, it's a lot more... Like you said, it's a lot more accessible. It's I'll accessible, put it that way. It's linear. I'll put it, like, you, it's a lot more accessible. Yeah, it's not really trying... It's not it, It's not a veiled subject matter. It's also, you know, it's it, it's, it, it's it's easy to understand what's happening. The other one is more like a puzzle. Hereditary. I'm still... I, honestly, I'm still mad that Tony Collette did not get an Oscar nom for yeah. Hereditary. Hereditary is more like a puzzle. And you got to remember all those pieces, because later on they all come together. Yeah, you really got to pay attention. Yeah, but you know, like like I said, I tend to like movies like that. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't, and like I said, that's fine. Um, all right, so we're gonna go get something to eat, I reckon. Yeah. So we'll probably be back on Sunday. I'm not really sure what movie we're gonna be talking about. I didn't check the votes today. There's a poll up. So if you're a patron, you can go and vote for the movies that we're gonna be talking about on Sunday and Tuesday. I don't even remember what ones are in the poll at the moment, but we'll see. <laughs> so we'll see which one we're talking about on Sunday. Uh, so yeah, we're going to go get something to eat, go watch some more probably Food the Bills America. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for dropping by. Thank you for your super chats. And we'll see you guys again on Sunday evening. Good night.